Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. I know, I know, I know what you're expecting. All of a sudden, presenters who come on at seven in the morning to do breakfast go, Happy New Year. Not this one. Not this one. No, I've decided we are breaking with with tradition. Happy Easter. Okay, we're going with Happy Easter because everybody does Happy New Year. I tweeted a Happy New Year yesterday and then people were retweeting my Happy New Year uh, because I basically thanked the doctors and surgeons for getting me back into work again, which I thought was important. It was important to me and at the time. And I'd suddenly realised that if you do send out Happy New Year greetings to everybody, you sit there till your fingers are blue because you've got to send so many. So I've started doing general ones. If I do a general one on my Twitter feed, then that gets seen by thousands of people, so that's a bit easier. But you do expect somebody to come on air, don't you, and go, Happy New Year, like, you know, we've had a whoopee-doo night. No, we haven't. We absolutely haven't had a whoopee-doo night, thank you very much indeed. We haven't managed to get through the traffic because all the road closures were still in. Even now, we've still got some of them closed. I mean, how long does it take? I came through London. Oh, the nightmare that was. So we came into London and we couldn't go under the tunnel to go down to Piccadilly Circus, which, you know, had a few people wandering about, the usual divots, you know, all wandering around, everybody with bottles. How are you? How are you? You hear Happy New Year in every language under the sun in London, which is very good because we're multicultural and uh, we like to welcome multicultural people here because everybody comes down there. You even heard clips on the news of two girls who'd seen it on the news and they had to come to London. Why? I can't imagine, but we welcome you. Hello. And they, they come down to London to experience it for themselves. We've got 12 minutes worth of fireworks, which was lovely. I never see the fireworks. I'm always asleep for that bit. And uh, being as because our body clocks are all a bit, little bit backwards at the moment, I kind of woke up at the wrong time. I set the alarm for three, but I woke up at one. And once you wake up at one, your body is kind of tuned. So I, I sort of lay in front of the television. It's a strange position, I realise, but it's my life. You mind your own business. So I lay in front of the television and I'm sort of watching Jules Holland's festive Hogmanay, whatever it is he does, which is all very good. But I've suddenly realised, it's, is it Hoot, Hoot Nanny? Hoot Nanny, Hoot Nanny. And he had Ed Sheeran on, which was great because we don't really see enough of Ed Sheeran. So I flip over to the BBC and then we get Ed Sheeran again on top of the pops. With Fern Cotton, what she was dressed as, I've got no idea. Then I flip on to a a programme before Christmas and we get a Christmas royal quiz with Fern. And it had... Who did it have on? It had Angelica, who I think... Angelica Bell, I think she's a former children's presenter. And they're trying to sort of make her into somebody. And uh, and then I think she was with Rufus Hound. Has Has he eaten the patio furniture or something recently? He's got enormous... Seriously, I always thought he was fairly fairly thin, but uh, but obviously not, because he'd put on a lot of weight. Then on the other side, it was uh, Jodie somebody and Joe Pasquale. Joe Pasquale is going to be in the West End very shortly in uh, a show about some mothers do have them, which is going to be interesting. Then we've got Michael Crawford on another programme. Then I turned on Crystal Mays and we get Joe Boring Swash on there. And who else was on? There was somebody else on there. I remember thinking, who are these people? I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody. I couldn't quite work out. And I do sit there and I look at people and I think, I'm sure I know you, but what I know you from, I've got, it could be a reality show. It could be somebody who's wandered in to read, read the weather on, you know, central television or something. I don't know. And, and then we get the lead up, don't we? We get the lead up, which is New Year's Eve. And everybody sits around home going, oh, so excited. We're going out to a party. You know, we've got some new nail varnish. And, uh, you know, well, what we do? I said, listen, Brian, whatever you go out wearing, it's your, it's your business. It's your decision. 
Uh, I thought I was only worrying about what Lewis Hamilton would be wearing. It'll be some girly outfit, I should imagine. You know what he's like for some of his outfits. So uh, Lewis Hamilton, who was in the doghouse, I'm afraid, after his comments. And then I was thinking to myself, what are we going to talk about on a programme on New Year's Day? And I thought, it'll be, why does it take us so long to clear it all up? And the answer is, there's rubbish piled, you know, I mean, you're knee high in this stuff. It's ridiculous. And they've got to clear it all up because you've got the New Year's Day parade happening in London. So if you are compass mentis, that'll not be many of you. We might as well try and start from a base level of zero because you'll want to go down to it because they'll, they bring in. And if you've never seen them, I promise you, go. You'll not be disappointed. You know, wrap up warm because it'll be cold. Take a little umbrella in case it rains and go down there. It starts at Parliament Square and you'll see... Oh, tons of stuff. Marching bands from America. Big marching bands. Four to six hundred people. Each one. I promise you, you'll not, they'll be immaculate. They will be absolutely immaculate. Then you get the British marching band at the back. That'll be the sad ones who look like they'd rather be anywhere than in the New Year's Day parade. I only say that because I did it for so many years. And I used to laugh. You get the Americans. They've travelled over here at their own expense. All the kids raise their own money. They put them up in hotels around uh, Kensington. And places like that. And they get ferried around in coaches uh, to sort of see the sights of London. They've never been out of the country before, many of them. And then they march in the New Year's Day parade. There's also a similar parade in Paris, I believe. And uh, and it's marvellous. But you always get the Wimbledon majorettes or something like that. It might not be them. And, uh, and they always look frozen to death. <laughs> Yet the Americans come in and they've got, uh, from UCLA, cheerleaders... They're all, they're just geared up for cold weather. Their makeup is immaculate. Their costumes are immaculate. The whole thing is just brilliant. And then you get, you'll get, you know, cars in the parade and stuff like that and motorbikes and there'll be clowns and people on bicycles. But it's the marching bands and the big balloons that come in as well. So if you're not doing anything, you must go down there uh, today and enjoy it and take, take your camera, video it. It's fabulous. Seriously, I, know, I only say that because I used to do the comparing, one of the many compares that they used uh, for the New Year's Day parade. And in fact, the funny thing was that as the last band made its way up from Parliament Square, all the cleaners from Westminster Council would be walking behind them, picking up rubbish uh, from the roads and then taking the barriers away. It's a very slick operation, very slick operation. We'll find out more about that a little bit later on. But if you're, if you're still lying there going, oh, oh my head, my head. Uh, you're in keeping with a lot of other people because it's an excuse to go out and, and drink and it's an excuse to make merry. Whether or not you had a good time or not depends on you. I hope you didn't get pickpocketed. I hope that you managed to get home in one piece. Not easy, is it? Richard Spur, poor soul, he's gone all the way back up to Nottingham uh, on a train this morning and then he's back again this evening. He spends his life whizzing up and down and he's got a cold Thank God he wasn't in the studio. I was thinking as I was, as I was sort of coming in, I hope to God he's not in that studio that I'm in. I don't want to catch anything. Listen, I've decided I've, I do not want to catch anything at all. I've had enough of coughs and chestiness and all the rest. I don't want any illness this year. I'm going to make a concerted effort not to be ill. But I do wish you a very, very happy new year. And, and that's all of you. It doesn't matter whether you're here, whether you're in other countries. I do wish you that because thank you very much indeed for your patronage for the past 12 months. And, uh, and you've helped. Somebody wrote to me the other day, obviously a very bitter, sad, lonely person. Will you stop mentioning the spike? You think, well, I have to. It's the biggest spike in the history of broadcasting. Nobody's got a spike like Steve Allen show. So I should continue to mention it just basically to annoy you. Because I'm that sort of person. The uh, the producer agrees with that, and I agree with that as well. We have to talk about it. You have to you have to ring your own bell. 
round here, and I'm ringing my own bell and blowing my own trumpet because uh, because we're very proud of it. Very, very proud of it. So if you don't like it, go listen to something else. Go, go away. Go listen to something else. There must be some other radio stations out there. Where, I can't imagine. I'm sure there must be something. And then I suddenly realised that over the festive season, there's been more of me than anybody else because of the in-conversations. And where else would you get... Dame Joan Collins and Ricky Gervais on the same... I mean, just a staggering amount of people we got through last year. Some really, really great guests and John Culshaw. When he, when he started, started doing... I, I won't do an impression. It makes me sound silly. And, and the news desk, I went, is that Donald Trump? They go, no, it's John Culshaw. They go, oh, they were almost a bit disappointed, really, that Donald Trump hadn't popped in. Not on my show, he wouldn't be. He'd probably pop in on somebody else's. But he could cover for Nigel Farage, though, couldn't he? I mean, that would be, that would be entirely possible. But no, we've had some great guests, and uh, and that's why you've got a lot of in-conversation celebrities over the festive period. But I promise you, from tomorrow, it is back to normal, which means that, you know, everybody's back in. Nick Fryer will be here tomorrow, James O'Brien's here tomorrow, Sheila Fogarty. And, uh, and that's when we see whether or not anybody's been Botoxed over the festive season. That's, that's the day that I like. I've lo- and then on the third day after, I've got my show at the Hippodrome in the evening. So that'll be nice as well. So it's it's all to play for, as they say. Plus, this morning, we take your texts and emails, which is 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Storm in Hertfordshire says the local co-op's already selling Easter eggs. Ah, we beat you. We found them last week. Easter eggs already on sale. So uh, you can't beat us. And also, why not? Why not Easter eggs? You can buy the Cadbury's chocolate eggs all year round anyway. They don't sort of really count, do they? It's just fondant and chocolate. And um, and then they changed the recipe, didn't they, on one of them? I can't remember. Was it American chocolate or something? It was the cream egg. I'm sure it was the cream egg the recipe changed. And then they cut down on how many you got in a little box. It used to be five, and then it went to four or something silly. But six to five. Whatever it was, we don't like it. But uh, there's still people out there. I feel like opening the windows and going, go home. Go home now. Just holding everything up. I mean, it's ridiculous. I heard some people on the streets earlier on as I was walking through disguised as a bag lady i uh, i walked through and people were saying oh, sh- should we go to a club now or something? and i'm thinking it's like quarter past four in the morning of course you're not going to a club go home but then you tend to forget they're young people and that's what they do when you get to my age i'd rather stay in with some knitting i mean to be honest with you i'm thinking of taking up knitting but i will do your time check this morning but we don't have to do anything today we can be very lazy we can just sort of just go not do anything just relax. That's not because you're back to work tomorrow, which means it's short week because it's only Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You've only got a four day week. But just remember, if you're self-employed at the end of this month, you'll be coughing up to the tax man. Well, some people will. Some people will be putting themselves into bankruptcy and going, I'm not paying anything. Why should I bother? I've been out enjoying myself. And, uh, and that's that's the nature of the beast, isn't it? What new celebrities will the world throw up? God knows. I mean, it can't be any worse than we had last year. I mean, these dreary reality show people, surely, surely, we've got to have something better than that, haven't we? Oh, please, God. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Happy New Year! Everybody going, shut up, shut up, we don't want to do Happy New Year. But it is, it's another year. And if it went by as quick as last year, we're going to be, I mean, welcome to Easter. You know, oh, look, bonfire night. Oh, crikey, back to Christmas. It might as well just leave the tree up in the studio. But, uh, no, it was good. I hope you've uh, you've enjoyed your break. I hope you're looking forward to going back to work. Uh, Natasha celebrated uh, at St Peter's Hospital in Chertsey. <laughs> That's always good. I'm not sure if you were working uh, or if you're actually in a bed there. 
Uh, Fawn says, you kept me and many others going throughout, laughing out loud. Thank you. A happy, healthy and secure 2018. I hope it's healthy. That's the only thing I hope. It's going to be healthy 2018. <laughs> my uh, my neighbour, Lynn, you know my Lynn, uh, I went up to her, her place the other day for a, for a quick couple of glasses of vino. Her place is always very festive. I always have to go there and bless the tree. It's a bit like being the Pope. And she's got little lights around it. It's really pretty, very, very pretty. And she went out uh, with her best friend, Joe. So they had a nice night. Whether she's up at this time of the morning, I doubt very much indeed. I didn't get in until quite late. Jesse says, how did Aussie boys celebrate New Year? Well, I can tell you, face down in a puddle with one hand, clutching a kebab and a packet of chips in the other. That's that's your average ho-hum kind of Aussie festivities. Oh, St- Happy New Year. I mean, thank God he never tried to FaceTime me. Thank God. I mean, you know, I've seen people face down in puddles before and it's not uh, not particularly nice. Uh, Billy says, I'm looking forward to everything being back to normal tomorrow. Looking forward to actually knowing when the shops are open. And Nurse Donnie's heading into work shortly. Smoked salmon sandwiches, all prepared for executive luncheon. How lovely. A little tired. Things got a bit wild at the Eastbourne Folk Dancing Club. Yes, you can imagine, can't you? And here we go. And it's a do-si-do. Take your partner, swing them round through the window, out you go again, find another partner and come together in the middle and... I've never done folk dancing. I think it's a bit like country dancing. Well, that's what I think. That's that's what I think. Uh, Steve, I'm a bit complimented. Uh, I jest. Happy Christmas and happy Easter, says Kim. And thank you for your wonderful, unique show. Well, I agree with you. I agree with you as well. And that spike... Still there, ever big, ever big. Uh, Happy New Year to Stephen, your gang. Really enjoyed this morning's in conversation. Before that, Richard Spur. Uh, love him to have a regular spot. Well, not while he's got a cold, we don't want him to have a regular spot. I wonder how long it takes him to get back to Nottingham. If he was on the train at 6.30, do you think he's still on it now? Is it a couple of hours? Oh, poor little soul, honestly. You'd think somebody could put him up round here. But, I mean, you don't want anybody with a cold, do you, coming in? If I, had, if I had a place in town, I'd say, listen, stay there. But I haven't, so I didn't. And he won't. Uh, Annie and I, say Bryn, uh, have been listening to you over the holidays. But we haven't heard from you. I'll tell you for why. Because your email got lost on Christmas Day. Because there were so many. I mean, I, I, I seriously can't begin to tell you. And they just got lost in the, in the melee. But there you go. Uh, we do love you. And we want to hear your chat now, says, uh, says Bryn. I've completed my second book. Uh, which is Red Coat, White Tie and Tails, T-A-L-E-S, which I mailed you just before Christmas. And he said, I've just had an email from another man to whom I sent a book on the same day, and his arrived this morning, Saturday. We don't have a post on a Saturday, but nothing's arrived yet. He says, but uh, he says, you're mentioned. Lord above. Are you sure? Are you sure? Is that that wise to mention somebody? Uh, How do I get the next bit of this here? How do I get that preview button? Wait a minute, there. Oh, right. Uh, oh, right. Da, 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 da. Oh. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Why doesn't it... Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Then do I go again? Oh, so hang, hang fire on this one. So... Oh, that's it. Yeah, I've done it. I've done it. I've managed to... Uh, I think I've managed to find it. But... Um, and so, anyway, he says, I do hope your copy has arrived, which it hasn't. I have mentioned you in the acknowledgements, together with Chris Emmett... And uh, Mike Oakey, my two publishers, and they're thrilled with the book. I should think so, too. Uh, Bryn and Annie, 50 stories of celebrities, small or large, see, as you choose, he says, but um, beginning with 11 members of the royal family. And all quite true, and I hope that it arrives. Oh, he says, it's cost me a blinking fortune. 
uh, <laughs> uh, to produce. But he says, what the heck? You only live once. And they're all nice, gentle stories. So we look forward to that. Uh, Annie and I are so happy. You seem to have got rid of your rotten cough. I used to get them as well when I was working. Had my own techniques as to how to get my voice back. Oh, I wish I had a technique. But we shall continue to listen from uh, La Belle France and wish you all the love and luck in the world uh, and your continuation in the job in which you so love. I do, actually. It's, it's a bit difficult to describe to people, isn't it? When, you sort of, when somebody says, you know, why, somebody said to me the other day, I met a man in, uh, in Paul Cooper's shop and he said, uh, Steve Allen? Well, no, actually, he said LBC. And I said, no, Steve. And, uh, and, and he said, I said, I have to ask you, he said, how do you do it? I said, do what? And he said, talk. I said, well, I've never had any problem talking. Never had any problem talking at all. And it's, it's one of those, I don't know. It's like asking somebody how jugglers juggle if you can't juggle. It's like asking somebody how they produce a programme or asking somebody how in this building, you know, they manage to sort of look fantastic a lot of the time. I just look like a badly made bed or a sack of potatoes because I've got to that age now. It doesn't matter what I wear. I could wear the most expensive suit in the world. I would still look dreadful. Seriously, I mean, I'm just not, I'm not a fashion person. Thank the Lord. People say, everywhere. you know, people see me walking into shops. They've immediately got the shutters down and the doors closed. Don't let him in here. There's no point. It's Ted Baker. There's nothing that fits him. We haven't got anything in, in his waist size. So I, I tend not to bother. But then I can look at all the young people in this building and think, I was there once. I was there. I was that person. Uh, mentioned for Stephen Carmel, who met at the Magic Show and become firm friends. Thanks to you, it would make their day, says John Warrington. So Stephen Carmel. I like it when people sort of meet at one of my shows. Because it, it extends the family and it makes the family bigger. And it's a big family now, a very, very big family. You'd be surprised. I always love it, though, when you get somebody who complains about the programme. Because you think you're doing your job properly. Because otherwise, if it was all perfect, that would be just almost the miracle, wouldn't it? Not even the almighty was loved by everybody. Um, can you please tell us how you came to be born in Bromley, says Toby. Yes, my parents had sex and, um, and then, uh, then they happened to be in Bromley. For the, well, how else? What do, you, what do you think? I was found in a basket by the river. I mean, for goodness sake, I mean, let's lay, lay your cards on the table. Of course, that's how it happened. I don't think I was the immaculate conception in any way, shape or form. <laughs> so that's it. Toby says, I'm also originally from South London. That doesn't bond us. OK, we're not like sort of... Yes, you're his producers in as well. <laughs> I quite like... I knew I was going to say that. As soon as somebody said to me, you could tell us how you came to be born in Bromley. I looked at course it's my parents having sex well of course when you're a child you don't imagine that kind of thing at all that's like verboten uh christine how are you here she is my eighth year she says as your number one fan in ireland eight years eight years that is fantastic eight years i've i have people who have listened to me for a long time and i mean and i i can't understand it as well <laughs> because for people who don't like me it really annoys them that we've got such a big fan base and it's such a loyal fan base. So somebody listening for eight years and still listening, I think, is uh, quite an achievement. So uh, you will hear my dulcet tones in 2018. I've had a word with the boss. We've sorted that side of it out. So you don't need to worry about it. And uh, I love the humour, says Lourdes. Still listening to the programme, please. Wish my sister Claire a happy new year and a happy birthday. We did the Christmas champagne tea at the Ritz on Boxing Day heaven enjoy your day indulge well the, the one that you've got to do then if you did the ritz and it was heaven do the goring 
do the goring. I'm, I mean, I'm not banging on about the goring in any way, shape or form. I just like it. And also, just remember, the Queen goes there to eat. She, she loves the goring. Margaret Thatcher went. That might not be a bigger seller for you. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Apparently, somebody pointed out that it wasn't actually Rufus Hound on that programme with Fern, but it was Hal Cruttenden, who looks remarkably similar. Remarkably similar. There you go. Easy mistake. I wonder why they called him Hal. Hal. And uh, Phil Vickery says, Happy New Year, Steve. God, up early this morning, aren't we? Who wants to get out of bed? Actually, I saw Phil Vickery in bed the other day with, uh, with Holly Willoughby and Pip Schofield. I wasn't sure whether that was one for HR or not, but nevertheless, nevertheless, Happy New Year. A nightmare, says Bruno, as my partner and I have a cold and a bad throat. At least we were warm in bed with plenty of cups of tea and ginger for me. Thank you for your uh, broadcast. Thank you. Happy New Year from Noreen. She says we stayed in and watched the fireworks on television. We're looking forward to the Hippodrome on Wednesday and seeing friends. Have you got a guest to introduce you? No. I haven't this year. I don't know who's going to... I'll probably do it myself, ladies and gentlemen. We Please welcome Steve Allen. Oh, it's me. <laughs> Just walk on, I think. Uh, one from Hannah, who says, My cat usually wakes me up at about 4am, which is great for the spike. This morning, he woke me just before seven. What a clever cat. That is. And uh, and Dali says, who doesn't like the spike? I'm shocked. Oh, it's probably some made up person. Somebody who's a bit screwy. You know, you get sort of people who, you know, they're just they're just miserable with life. You know, whereas I celebrate life every minute of it because it's very short. You know, I mean, life is very short. You have to celebrate every little bit of it. So when you get somebody who goes, oh, will you stop going on about the spike? And then we'll go and listen to something else then. You know, I'm not really interested. We don't need people like you. We only want nice people, which is much better. Uh, read the Hippodrome gig, says Tim and Harrow. We don't have any of that. We don't have any of that sort of thing going on. We don't have... There's no heckling. They're, they're, the audience far too sophisticated for that. You know, p- 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 we had somebody once, I think it was the Queen's, who had to be ejected because they'd had a couple of drinks. But that's it. Generally speaking, people are slightly worried that I might just pick on them. And it's very easy to pick on people when you can see them all. Thank you of you all on Wednesday, says Stephen Eastbourne. Because we've got an operation coming up. Have you noticed all the operations start, they start slotting people in now. I'm just waiting for the cataracts, which is good. And uh, so I wish you well, Steve down in Eastbourne. Uh, may the best of last year be the worst of 2018. And uh, Nora says, here in Scotland, 2nd of January is a public holiday. Wow. And Nora says, I was speaking with somebody in America who's a big fan of Steve Allen and thinks you're hilarious. Well, that's what it's supposed to be, isn't it, really? I suppose. I never think about that. We really don't. It's like we were sitting here thinking, I've got no newspapers this morning. Whether or not a set turn up at about 8.30 because they couldn't get them through, I don't know. Uh, I hope they will, actually, because I, 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 need, I need to feed off the papers, which I enjoy very much indeed. Uh, Cathy is in Rome and her mum's in Carshalton Beaches, who's 92 today. Oh, my goodness me, 92. That's, uh, that's pushing the boat out, isn't it? Just, uh, just a little bit. Uh, Steve, I'm fairly uh, compassmentous, says Shelley, so I stayed in and ate my Easter eggs, fell asleep at 10 p.m., and Viv in Chelmsford says, no buying halogen ovens or that new steamer you discovered recently. Hopefully it'll be accident free this year. Blooming well, better be. Oh, my goodness me. It, uh, it really will be. Uh, 84850, uk. Uh, glad to hear you'll be coming to Teddington, says Pauline, a stone row brewer of an office at 72 High Street. And I'm now working at that office, still listening in the early hours and have converted many of my friends 
is what we need. I like it when people tell people about it. You know, tell somebody about the programme. They listen to it. If they don't get it straight away, that doesn't matter. Because after about three or four days, they will get the programme. It's so simple. Uh, we think that you and Nick Ferrari should have been included in the New Year's Honours list for services to radio. And uh, that's from Les and Sandra in Lewisham, who've been to see some of your past show at Fairfield Halls in Croydon. Yeah, you have to be nominated by people. And I think it goes to the Prime Minister's office. And I think they then tell you in November. And then you sort of you keep it because Eamon Holmes has, has, has got one. He's got an OBE. I think that oh, it doesn't matter what it stands for. But anyway, I'm sure he's uh, anyway, he'll be unbearable now. He'll, he'll be putting that on everything. Eamon Holmes, OBE. And they'll be mentioning it on Loose Women. He'll be going, oh, we're so, so delighted for Eamon. And you think, you know, because he's... And then he, he became really big-headed about it and started saying, well, I was the first person to host, you know, an election at the age of 23. And they think, oh, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Just be grateful. He's Irish, though. Is he allowed to accept it? I don't know. You can still have one, can he? It's just he can't have a knighthood. He can, but he can't be called Sir. Oh, thank God for that. Couldn't So Bono can't be Sir Bono. Well, it's not his real name, is it? Paul Hewson, so he's got a knight to it. Yeah, and so's um, Geldof has got one as well. Once you give to one, you give them to all. So, uh, no, Eamon's done very well. Very well. So, yeah, good for him. Would I accept an honour? Of course you would. Everybody would. Everybody would. Even little, little Janet Street Porter. She said, oh, I should never accept... She even wrote about it, saying I would never accept anything. And then, of course, you know... Uh, the moment it was offered, she took it like a shot. I did it for my mum. No, you did it for yourself, dear. Don't be so silly. Uh, over the festive season, I've been cleaning, decluttering in the flat, done the hall in the living room. So far, feeling good, says Dean. Decluttering is apparently the way forward. I don't think I shall ever get round to decluttering. I don't think I'm a decluttering sort of person. I know people do it, but it just doesn't, um, it doesn't work for me. I quite like I quite like lots of bits and pieces. In fact, still in the studio, we've still got the little Christmas tree. Do you see the tree out there in the office? Little tiny one. I like the look of that. Is that a real one? That's a real. That's going home with me today. I've decided that was very nice. <laughs> so I couldn't work out earlier if the trains were back in again because we had a bit of an incident on Southwest uh, trains where they were cancelled or most of them were cancelled. The RMT have decided to completely screw your New Year's Eve up. Why? I've got no idea. It's nothing to do with you. It's to do with the practices that they have that they're not happy with, and so we suffer. But anyway, we managed to get into town. Loads of people got into town. Nothing we can do about that. Uh, wishing you in the 4am spikers strength and love, Steve. Off to Jeddah today for work. And hoping to get back, says uh, Viv, for your show at the Hippodrome. Looking forward to it. Yes, well, I hope so as well. Heavens above. It's a nice venue. You'll like it. You'll like it. You go into the Hippodrome, main entrance, and then you follow it round to the left, and then you go up the little flight of stairs, and that's where the, the theatre is. Very nice. Very intimate. Very intimate. Very, very, very nice. Very, very interesting. And uh, so I shall look forward to that as well. And uh, Karen in Cambridge says, uh, I hope it's uh, an accident-free year 2018. You know, you and me together. And says, looking forward to uh, a year full of stories. I said that to somebody the other day. Somebody said to me, I said, where'd you get the stories from? I said, well, they happened to me. They happened to me. I couldn't... Um, I couldn't make anything up because you can't make something up because then you get caught out. So everything that we talk about on the programme and everything that does happen to me gets talked about. I mean, sometimes it's a blessing. You know, something, you'll be sitting on a train and something will happen. You go, that'll go in the, in the, in the programme for tomorrow. Or you fall on a halogen oven, <laughs> as if that had ever happened. And, and, and that's it. That's it. You know, you sort of, it ends up becoming another story that you tell people about. So, so with, with Bryn, 
and Annie, Bryn doing his uh, stories, because he's worked with loads of celebrities. I mean, I've got stories about celebrities as well, but mostly mine are stories about everyday happenings, you know, getting on the bus, getting off the bus, going shopping, you know, doing shoppings and not doing shoppings, and then going out to the sales and suddenly realising you don't actually need to be at the sales. It's better to sit in front of the television with your feet up and have a doze. Much better. What do you want to go to the sales for? Unless you really need something. You know, all I hope is that this year we don't get the cough back again and we don't get all the other stuff. Um, Alan says, Eamon Holmes comes from Northern Ireland, so he's entitled to his gong. Uh, It's only no BE. It's not... uh, he was actually born in Scotland, you know, Alan, if you really want to be uh, pedantic about it. But, you know, I, mean, I just throw it into the equation. Uh, wish you everything that you wish for yourself in 2018. You're so right, says Gail in Brighton, about the goring. So much more enjoyable than other posho hotels to have tea or lunch or even fish and chips in the bar with a glass or something cool. They treat you so royally. They make you feel special. Yeah, they do. They do. And that's not sort of, it, it's a big up for them because that's what, you know, if you're paying for a service, you expect to get something like that. But very rarely do we. I don't want it to sound patronising or condescending. I just like it to be nice. And I, I reward things like that, as indeed I'm sure we all do. Uh, little Julie says, uh, Happy New Year. And fellow spikers, looking forward to Wednesday, catching up with some fellow listeners and meeting some for the first time. See, that's interesting, isn't it? Isn't that interesting when you sort of get people who sort of come there and they go, hello, hello, how, and you, you know, people do catch up. It becomes like a meeting place. And uh, another one here, I think uh, uh, New Year's Day shaping up well, says June. Thank you for making me laugh every morning. I've had no end of uh, letters from uh, a number of ladies this year who've had a bad time. And when I say a bad time, they've either had uh, illness in the family or they've had to deal with bereavement. And I get that a lot, as indeed I'm sure many radio presenters do, because this time of the day and slightly before this is the most difficult time, you know, for parents to come to terms with losing a child or losing a partner. And I understand exactly what it is because I've been there. You know, I have lost parents whilst I've been doing the programme. We've lost parents. So I understand. And people have written to me saying, you know, thank, thank goodness for you to get us through those dark hours when... You know, you look out the window and you just think about all the things that you don't have anymore. And we've all done it. We, we can all feel very wistful and uh, and very, very reminiscent of, of all the things that you had when you were married or you were going out with somebody or it's, a, you know, an aunt who's died. And you just because it's so final, it's so final. And people have said to me, thank God for a radio program that accepts the fact that uh, that, you know, that people do listen to the radio for different reasons. My mum listened to the radio all the time. She was horrified by some of the things I was talking about. Hated it. She'd say to me, well, Stephen, you mustn't say that. I'd say, oh, my, why? She said, oh, I don't know. People are talking about it in the police station. And uh, so because uh, she used to work for the police. And uh, as I say, it's, it's, you know, for all those, those people who've listened to the radio in the morning when, you know, music just doesn't quite do it for you. It just doesn't, you know, because that gives you an opportunity to think about it, doesn't it? And sometimes you want to sort of put it to the back of your mind, but at the same time, you don't want to put it to the back of your mind. And so I get loads of letters, and I've had quite a number of emails over the past uh, probably about three or four weeks from people saying, thank you for getting me through this year. It's been a really dreadful time, but, you know, at least on odd occasions, I've had a little bit of a laugh. And that's all it's about. That's all it's about. So, you know, we're all in it together for the long haul. God help us. Uh, Somebody says, I do... 
Uh, hope you get the papers as you're far too happy. I know, Jan. It's, sometimes it's... Somebody said to me this morning, I was trying to explain to one of the one of the team on the news desk outside, you know, that I'm a personality presenter. And uh, whereas, of course, this particular person wasn't a personality presenter. And in fact, uh, you know, I've known them for quite some time, as indeed I've known lots of people in the business for quite some time. And I said, you know, you have to go on air. You don't know, you know, what you do when you go on air and you don't know what you're going to talk about. And they said, well, do you not sort of write it down? Not really, no. In fact, this morning, definitely not. We haven't written anything down because all I've got is the front pages of some of the papers. And to be honest with you, it's quarter to eight and I haven't even bothered looking at them. I know what it is, but I I don't need anything. And so that's what makes this programme fairly unique without blowing my own trumpet or bringing in a complete brass band. Makes it unique because nobody's got any idea what we're going to talk about. Not even us. But sometimes you read the papers and you get a little bit cross. I'm sure that between now and ten o'clock this morning, the papers will turn up. And we shall we shall indulge ourselves. Uh, Steve, I don't complain, says Des. <laughs> but the TV over the festive period was abysmal. The BBC using their regular so-called celebs and presenters on different shows like moving them around is nepotism jobs for the boys. And as you say, half these celebs with the fake Beverly Hills smile are unknown to me. Anyway, mustn't grumble a lot. No, grumbling's good. Grumbling's very, very good. But you're right, because most of the Christmas programmes were recorded back in November. It's studio time. They don't have the time to do any programmes live or something like that. And you're right, it's the same people. It's the language. I've heard the most dreadful language on the television over the over the festive season. Perhaps I've become, you know, slightly sort of immune to it. You don't hear it on the radio. You don't hear somebody swearing on the radio. You turn on the television, there's every word under the sun, which is very, very naughty indeed. Um, another one here. Uh, for the new year, I recommend a basic ballet position DVD to improve and maintain balance. Handy when slinking around in sketches. Yes. Tony Poledri. He says, I hope uh, to see you soon at Little Italy with all our crew. I trust you had a, uh, a very busy new year, Tony. I suspect you did. Tony owns uh, Little Italy up there in Soho. And uh, it's lovely. It's very famous. It's got a blue plaque on the outside. But uh, not for him but for John Logie Baird, who did his first broadcast from up there. And we've always had a lovely time. He's, uh, he's a, a regular, strong listener for the, for the programme. Actually, there's all sorts of people go there. I think the first time I was invited up there, he said to me, he said, Chris Evans, who? He said, Chris, who? He said, Chris Evans comes up here and he was bringing his cars up there. And I went up there and I was a bit too embarrassed. So I didn't go in. I could see the cars parked outside and I thought, I don't know Chris Evans. You can't just sort of walk in on something. They feel a bit daft, actually. He doesn't know me either. So we sort of get all these sort of things. And he said, oh, Chris Evans. I said, who's that? And he said, Chris, you, know, Chris, you know, Chris Evans, you know, on TFI Friday and stuff. like. That. I said, oh, right. I've never heard of him. And uh, <laughs> so, But I didn't go in. But I've been in uh, subsequently quite a number of times. Uh, pleasant surprise tea this time of the morning on Newsday. Looking forward to your wit and sharp tongue, says Dean. Yes, for that reason. People always say the same to me. They always go, very bitchy. I think, no, no, no. No, absolutely not bitchy. I think bitchy is completely the wrong word. I think the word is accurate. Accurate. You know, and also, everybody's got an opinion. If you don't have an opinion, you're, you're a waste of space. Everybody's got to have an opinion. All I've got is an opinion that might differ from yours. But everybody's got to have an opinion. And throughout 2018, I shall have an opinion the same as everybody else does. I always think, if you don't like something, don't listen to it. Go away. Go find something else. Go and sort of buy a music box or something like that. Uh, we're going to the New Year's Day parade. Are you going? Says Sheila and Ed. I'm not, actually. I shall see it on the television. I, I, I shall see it on the television. It's lovely. If, if you go, you know, it's, you'll not be disappointed. Uh, Jane 
says, loved your story about Bromley. I'm from Chislehurst. And I talk for a living too because I'm a Pilates teacher and everybody loves my stories. She says, I think I'm the female version of you, Steve. Oh, you're assuming I'm male. You're assuming. You see, in this day and age, everybody's everything, aren't we now? I've suddenly learnt that everybody's going to be either trans or... I've, I've lost track of how many different things there were. Whatever it is, it gets very complicated out there. You can't, you can't say to somebody, oh, look, manhole cover, or that's a man's job or a man's... Well, you can't say those sort of things. We're turning into, you know, a nation that needs wet nursing because we're never going to get through the other end, are we? It's ridiculous. And then, of course, you get Prince Philip, you know, uh, stuns the crowd. He, he saw a man with a beard. He said, no, they're a terrorist over there. Now, we, we expect Prince Philip to make gaffes. And the people are paying, oh, shock horror probe. They won't. They'll have laughed because they know what he's like. He's 90 something. I mean, you know, he does make these. Ga- they come from a different generation. He's probably made gags about Meghan Markle, I should imagine. Just that you won't hear those just at the moment because uh, we've got Harry, who's sort of being all sort of gooey eyed. Really love Meghan Markle. Really love Meghan Markle. And Harry's going to be his own man, I think. Well, that's what he said. That's what he said. Uh, Happy New Year to you and all at LBC. Liz in Colnbrook, they'll be thrilled. Been listening for a whole year now, says Ian in Dundee. There you go. See, a year. You, you come back to me when you get to 10 years and 15 years, 20 years, 30 years. You come back to me when you've done 40 years. We've still got people, even in Northern Ireland, who've done eight years, which is not bad, is it? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. New Year's Day. I'll say it again for the final time. Happy New Year. <laughs> everybody going, we're really suffering quite badly this morning, Steve. <laughs> we need the breakfast. We need the... When do you stop saying Happy New Year? When do you stop saying... I mean, am I supposed to say... Because every presenter today will say Happy New Year. Because that's the start of their programme. So Ian will be saying it and everybody else will be saying Happy New Year. Whereas I've said it. I thought that covered it, but it doesn't. Everybody's got to do it themselves, haven't they? So Happy New Year and you think... Because somebody might just have woken up. So does that mean by the time we get to this evening, people will still be saying Happy New Year? Good Lord above. And some people are staying to next week. <laughs> I can't be bothered with the sales, though, I have to be honest. Uh, Steve, is a cabinet reshuffle generally a sign that the PM can't stand the sight of some people any longer? Um, yes. They, they, they also just like, oh, you're out, go. You know, and sometimes they go, Lord, Lord Adonis went before he was pushed. And uh, we got, in fact, very soon there won't be anybody up there at all. Uh, Happy New Year uh, from Stephen Potter's Bar. All the best. Uh, Steve, uh, your podcasts have entertained me every day for many years. Have you recovered, says Joanne? Um, Yes, I've recovered from the kitchen incident. Yes, I mean, I'm still scarred and I'm going to be scarred for for a long, long time. Because that's just the the way scarring goes, I'm afraid. So uh, I will take more care. Uh, One that says, uh, I've been a listener since Nightline Days. This year has truly been my Annus Horribilis Having lost three friends to the big C, all were long-term listeners. One particularly was Sylvia from Blackheath, who uh, passed away. And, um, you know, but the, the people on Facebook have kept me going. So thank you for keeping me going and entertained. Um, and uh, one here uh, says, uh, the blue plaque is above the bar Italia, not the restaurant next door, Little Italy. Yes, it might be there, but actually it's their room that's inside. I can see the... Yes, he's actually sent in a picture... Uh, but in fact, the room where he did it is inside uh, Little Italy. So just like I tell you that now, just so that you got it right. You know, just because they, they couldn't put a plaque in the middle of a window and there's a sign there as well. It was a bit more difficult. So they had to put it there. But the room is just inside. I know because we sat next to it. 
don't want to be a bit of a pedant, but I have to tell you these things just to make sure that, uh, that you get things right. So that's it. I've been in the room. I've seen there. I have talked to people who, uh, who knew. It's interesting, isn't it, though, that all these different rooms in Soho were good because there's another famous restaurant uh, in Soho that I think the Queen enjoys going to. I bet she doesn't have to worry about finding somewhere to park. I bet she's got police outriders who go there, hold up all the traffic. She just gets out and goes in, which is good. We'll have to get her to go into Little Italy. And uh, Jimmy says, you're a legend who tells the truth. Yeah, well, you, you can't not tell the truth. That's why, you know, that, that same old, you know, argument that people say, how come you've never been sued? Because I've never, never told a lie. I've only ever told the truth. If you tell the truth, you don't get into trouble. So, you know, if I made up something about somebody... Um, have you watched uh, Betty Davis and Joan Crawford? Very interesting. Yes, I mean, it was, it was well known. I've watched all the interviews with Betty Davis. Uh, Joan Crawford was obviously very insecure and uh, she didn't have the talent, I think, that Betty Davis had. So that's why. There was always, it's always going to be feuds. You'll find all sorts of feuds in the business, you know, even probably in radio. Even probably in radio, although I don't know any at the moment. Uh, Eddie says, thank you for soldiering on. You have to soldier on. That's what uh, Richard Spurs said the other day. And uh, Iris said, I haven't watched any television since the 22nd of December. I've been ill and nothing could get my interest. So this morning, it's great because Steve's on the radio. You are the best medicine. Thank you. Denise is a 4am spiker. Nice to know we're all still here at coming up to 8 o'clock, isn't it, really? And, uh, and um, uh, where are you having your New Year luncheon? Says Donnie. I heard a rumour you're going to Eamon and Ruth's. Oh, I'm sure. Listen, he'd be all over me like a rash. I can just tell. You know, now he's got the OBE. He needs as much publicity as possible. Uh, if anybody needs a bit of lift today, the late, great Robin Williams in Mrs. Doubtfire is on Channel 4 at half past five. No matter how many times you see the film, always has me in fits of laughter, says Alan in Brom. It's a great film, isn't it? I like that. You've Doubtfire. It's such a nice name, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Ruth Langsford, says Michelle, should be given an award for putting up with Eamon. He makes my skin crawl through the TV. Well, he's on a lot of things, isn't it? The trouble is, it's sort of, he's quite old in terms of, you know, people who are quite old on television because he's been doing it for a long while and now he's gone, uh, he's gone gay. Great. He's, um, he's sort of, he's sort of, he has to keep trying to pretend he's young. It's not easy. It's a bit of a, but he turned down £800,000 to go on to Celebrity Big Brother. He said he didn't need the money. So retire. So retire. He won't. He likes it. Like me, we like them. You know, we don't need the money, but we just like doing the gig. Coming up very shortly, the news at uh, 8 o'clock this morning. We take more of your texts and emails. 8 for 850. Steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, the papers put down, uh, you know, Happy New Year, because we've all, we all enjoyed the fireworks. We're very upbeat uh, for this uh, coming year. Hospitals in chaos, they say. Was it Sydney who got the first fireworks in? Were they the first place to celebrate the new year? I think they are, actually, yes. Oh, really? Oh, right. I'm looking at pictures of Sydney Harbour Bridge. They have really good fireworks. Also, nurses and GPs told to respond to 999 calls. And uh, Prince Philip's made a terrorist jibe. Sorry, a man with a beard. A terrorist? Can't believe he said it, but that's what he does. He says silly things. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Welcome to Monday, the 1st of January. Happy New Year. I only say that because there might be a few of you who've just woken up and you're probably wondering what the dickens is going on in the world. Well, if you parked your car in a car park in Liverpool, that's got 1,400 cars. I think that would have to be uh, on record as being the worst fire I've ever heard of. I've never heard of, you know, one or two cars burst into flames, maybe in a car park, but that's such a rarity. 1,400 cars? 
to go up. It's, it's like insurance companies going, oh, God, 1,400. I mean, that's just unbelievable. Are there no sort of sprinklers in these car parks now? That's what normally would sort of keep it contained, wouldn't it? Uh, Prince Philip makes his sort of gaff there at uh, an event. And I think Princess Anne is there as well. And he sees somebody with a beard and he goes, uh, is that a terrorist? You know, now whether or not he did it, you know, as some sort of joke or whether he was being quite serious, I've got no idea. Uh, Lord Winston, Robert Winston, said hospital patients and visitors should get to park for free. Well, I agree. I agree. But they make 175 million a year. Good news is about the Liverpool car park fire. Nobody got seriously hurt. I think 2017, we had quite enough of things like that. I was looking, actually, I came back the other day, and you know that somebody was thinking of doing a film about Grenfell, and I remember thinking, I don't think that's right. I really, I really didn't think it was right. I, I looked at it the other day, and I can't work out if they're going to cover the building over and do... I don't know what you can do with it. I mean, I thought, in my mind, that the only thing you could do with it is pull it down um, and do a memorial garden there. I can't think of anything... Else, it would be easier to do that uh, than do anything else. They're, I mean, they're surely not going to refurbish it. But whatever it is, I want them to make decisions fairly quickly, not start dragging their heels so we get four years down the line and we've still done nothing. I would like them to do so. I think a memorial garden would be better, do you not? When Rose and uh, her vile husband committed all those atrocities, uh, the house remained there for a little while and then they pulled it down and there's now a, a garden there in its place. You have to do that. You definitely have to do that. Uh, Happy New Year to my Helena. She's uh, she's up. She's probably going out training this morning. It's part of her New Year resolution, and it started last year to get fit. But luckily for her, because this is this is where it this is where it does a better turn. She's doing it with her next door neighbour, who is a trainer. If it was somebody where you had to travel to, people are not so inclined to go out. You know, we know we know the producer goes out on his bicycle every so often and sort of pedals around, and then he puts it on public transport, and then gets off the bicycle. He likes doing that. Did you get a puncture? Oh, God. Had to get the train home, which is not so good. And um, she, she asked the question, uh, why, dear heart, would you have sprinklers in a car park? Well, for fire. For fire. I mean, we... Um, yes, I've seen sprinklers in car parks. Normally you see them. The thing... And it's... it's gen- yes, you must have seen them in car I've seen loads of sprinklers in car parks. In case cars catch on fire. In case cars catch on fire, I think we must have sprinklers in this building. Where they are, I've got no idea. He says, looking up to the ceiling. I don't know. Yeah, we, ha- we must have something. I'm sure there must be some sort of way around. All the doors shut automatically here. But in a car park, it's all open. So there would be some sort of fire alert there. I mean, 1,400 cars. One and a half, th- you've got there, one and a half thousand cars destroyed in a, in a car park. Anyway, so just going back. So she's doing this, uh, this fitness thing. And... Um, it's with her next door neighbour, so she can't kind of get out of it, and it's working. Very, I mean, to me, I feel terribly depressed. Anybody starts mentioning anything to do with fitness, and and I sort of go, I'd rather just sit down and watch the television, thank you. And um, what do we got? Ruth Langsford. Yes, a lot of people talk about Ruth Langsford. And um, uh, please introduce me as your guest on your annual Christmas show on Tuesday. That I mean, I could watch the show as I couldn't get a ticket, Sally. Uh, she says, I could do an impression of Jordan. We don't have impressions, and the show's on Wednesday. So, you know, we, we could sort of try it on a Tuesday, but it doesn't, it doesn't kind of work. And Neil says, our beautiful new baby grandson arrived on the 29th. Little Stanley, £8, 10 ounces. Mother and baby both doing well. They always say that, don't they? Mother and baby, do- mother exhausted, I should imagine. Father ripping his hair out. 
But uh, so little Stanley, eight pound ten ounces. My goodness me, eight pound. Oh, little picture. God, honestly, they're all very fertile round your way, aren't they, Neil? Look at that. Honestly, look how tiny they are. Look how tiny they are. I thought eight pounds would be bigger than that. God, it just fits in your hand, doesn't it? Perhaps you've just got very big hands, Neil. The producer said, erring on the side of caution. And uh, the uh, my, Helena says, "Love you." <laughs> She says other things as well, which we can't mention on the program. It's too embarrassing, you know, it's too embarrassing. And also she's up at this time of the morning, which means she's either going for an early morning run or a workout or something like that. Uh, either way, no, I don't think anything's open today. I think the supermarkets might be open. And uh, that, because, I mean, I'm, I'm planning on doing nothing. An invoice, two invoices. And that's about, uh, that's about it today. Happy New Year, Steve, from David in Nottinghamshire. I had the chimney sweep last Friday. Well, I don't think you should be telling me things like that. What's it got to do with me? Don't tell me about it. He says, even thought I'm a similar vintage to yourself, late 30s. He still asked me to run down the drive to inform him when his brush pops out of the chimney pot. Mind you, I did shake his hand. Lottery, here I come. Yes, I mean, I didn't even know we still had chimney sweeps. I thought it was all electronic now. You didn't actually have somebody, you know, poking a brush up the chimney and waiting till it comes out the top. How old-fashioned is that? I've always threatened to decorate my Helena's house. Because she she's not a, she likes Christmas, but she doesn't like the decorations and the stuff. And I've always fancied, you know, having lights projected onto the front of it, Father Christmas and his reindeer on the roof, and all the things she'd absolutely hate. I quite fancy doing that. I don't know why. It's some sort of uh, sick perversion, I suppose, that I've got. And uh, no doubt. Oh, Warren's back as well. He says, yes, the supermarkets are open. Mark's Suspenses in Pinner is definitely open. Because that's all I care. Are they still doing cheap Christmas food? Are they still selling... Will it be Sunday trading hours? I don't think I need anything, actually. I've started eating a lot of um, mince. I don't know why. I'm just sort of, sort of getting... I keep thinking it's uh, healthy. Robin says, Happy New Year. Uh, I must almost also say a very Happy New Year to Cliff as well, because uh, I know he's got one of his houses on the market. If I had the money, I'd have bought it. It's got marble floors. It's by the ocean. It looks lovely. It's in a, a sort of a bit of an, an inaccessible place. It was good enough for Tony Blair. Could be good enough for Steve Allen, but I don't have the six million pounds which is required. Perhaps I could have it in instalments. Or failing that, I tell you what, I'd love to have an apartment in a hotel in London. That would suit me fine. An apartment would be brilliant. Sunday trading hours says Warren. Thank you. See, I know you've all got the answers to these sort of things. I'm still wondering about this this chimney sweep. Who sort of says, run down the drive and tell me when his brush pops out of the chimney pot. Wouldn't you know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I thought, as I say, I thought it was all electronic and, and everything like that. Diane Chiswick says, been listening since the days of Bob and Doug. Looking forward to your sparky Harry and Meghan comments. Lots of love. Thank you. And um, and somebody says, good morning, Steve. Speaking of, uh, of LBC's longevity, hopefully you'll remember the former cricket commentator Dominic Allen. Yes, Allen was a very common name on LBC. We had um, uh, we had Mike Allen, Dominic Allen, Peter Allen, Carol Allen, Steve Allen, and I think there were a couple more as well. Allen was a very common name, very common. I think we all were at the time. But you're quite right. I remember he died uh, died a few years ago. But uh, he was he was one of the early. T- I think he was there when I uh, I was there. Uh, Steve says Ray the cabbie. I saw Fern Cotton on top of the pops. You're right. The dress. What was it all there? You know, big grins and non-stop clapping while she was presenting. Looked like performing seals. Very strange. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I thought it was very odd. And um, how many sore heads 
across uh, London this morning. Oh, many, 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 many. And Phil Vickery says, I'm just getting a coffee. Can I get you one? Can I have um, a skinny cappuccino? Extra, extra dry, extra, extra shot. Uh, you know, if it's OK, although to be honest with you, I'd rather have peanut butter on toast. I could kill for peanut butter on toast. In fact, today I might have to go out and buy a jar of peanut butter, mainly because it's, it's, it's what I call comfort food for me. And I'm try- I've got to lose three stone before Wednesday. And to be honest with you, it's not going to happen. So don't, don't, don't expect any remarkable things at the Hippodrome. I'm not going to be skinny thin by that time, but I am marked. And, uh, and Warren says, could Phil Vickery make me a flat white, please? I'll, I'll have a word. But Phil has a chimney sweep once a year. Really? You have a, I mean, I'm always fascinated by this. It seems like something that's a bit archaic, a chimney sweep. A chimney sweep. Well, there you go. Step in time, step in time. Uh, another one here. Running the Peckham Rye Park Run today. Good start to the new year. Says Duncan from Hampstead and Johanna from Hampton and Johannesburg. Steve, you rock. God, nobody's ever said that to me. Steve, you rock. Makes me sound like some archaic person, doesn't it, really? I'm just, I'm just not the person who rocks, actually. But uh, I might try it, actually. But Ray the cabbie. I found a cabbie yesterday to take me back to the car. I was quite pleased about it. And, uh, and it was good. Actually, come to think of it, I think Phil Vickery better be your partner at Robin's Barbecue in the summer. Oh, and you can't take Phil Vickery to that. There'll be posh people there. He'd, he, you couldn't, he'd have to come with Fern. And the children and everything else. Oh, no, definitely not. Definitely not. It's a nice idea, though, isn't it, really? I think so. Uh, right, right. Uh, what have we got here? Listening to you from... Is it uh, Puglia in Italy? Agurai. Oh, I'm, my pronunciation is appalling. I'm so sorry. I don't, Puglia. Puglia and Aguri. What is that? I've never even heard of it. Doesn't matter. Best wishes and Happy New Year, as they say here. Papers who need papers. Ciao, John and Carla. Ciao. Oh, it means best wishes. Oh, right. Uguri means best wishes, does it? Oh, from it. Oh, that's nice. I like that. You know, any more coffee orders, says, uh, says Phil. I don't know. Do you want a coffee with Phil? Want to get a co- what sort of coffee do you want? Anything interesting this morning? What, what would you not? Cappuccino. You're very unexciting, aren't you? A Cappuccino. Cappuccino. He's been, he's been here a very long time. He's only here, the producer, because somebody phoned in sick. And so he's still here. So he's been here many, 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 many hours. Yeah, so if, if, if his folks are listening, he, he won't be home for it. You're probably wondering where he is. He's here. He's here. He hasn't had a chance or the strength to pick up the telephone, which is <laughs> not so good. The trouble is sickness has sort of brought us all down this year, hasn't it? And, and I have said... Uh, you know, that I'm determined this year not to be ill. I'm going to take it easier. And so uh, when I tweeted the other day, I'm just putting my feet up. That's what I'm going to be doing. I've decided, you know, put your feet up, relax. But it's so easy. You put the heating on and you just go to sleep. Seriously, the heating. I left it on all night. Not last night, the night before. What a big mistake that was. What a big mistake. Because I woke up in the morning and it was fine. I just felt drowsy. You know, I, I think, actually, if I have a lot of sleep, that's not good for me. little amount of sleep is actually better. Warren says, what a good idea for a new morning show. Coffee with Phil. There you go. Coffee with Phil. We, we will find out whether we've got any newspapers. Have we got any... Are, are any? I think you will get them today. I'm, abs- I'm 90% certain that they have arrived on other days. They've managed to get them through to us. 
If it's not now, it'll be about nine o'clock. I'm pretty certain there will be papers out there. Uh, what what size says Phil Vickery? Need a bit more info. Oh God, honestly, it now gets complicated. I don't know. Medium, grande, what? Just anything. Why'd you make it complicated? It was so simple a minute ago. Now it's gone all complicated. And uh, Steve, best wishes and great affection. Ignore the spike moaners. Oh, there's only one Holly. And as I say, I'm not even totally convinced they were of this world. Uh, I recommend you and the 4am spike all the time. If some people don't get it, they are dimbos. I saw in 2018 with family, totally sober, started looking at quality retirement villages nearby. I'm nearly 57 and a half. Strangely, it feels right. Maybe I need a Prosecco breakfast. Prosecco breakfast. I I couldn't drink Prosecco for breakfast. I could drink champagne, actually. And... um, Steve, your comment about Rufus Hound and the patio furniture, says Susie, made me laugh. Turns out it wasn't him. It's Hal Cruttenden. <laughs> Doesn't help, does it, really? <laughs> and uh, Steve, says Jan, you've just mentioned your scars. Will they have an effect on your sideline job of being a model? Model. Uh, yes, they will. Um, no more swimwear. No more swimwear. Uh, super healthy. Lovely start to the new year. Loved this morning's in conversations too, especially the great views and tips on life. Uh, somebody else saying, you'd think Prince Philip had been more used to beards being around his scruff of a grandson, says Dave. And uh, Hima says, uh, good health, wealth and happiness. Hope less hospital visits and no more burns. I've still, well, I've got about, um, I've got about three more hospital visits to go. Uh, I've got the plastic surgeon to have a look at the uh, at the scars just to make sure they're all all right. Uh, we've already, you know, I've looked at them. Some of them, they, they're going to be there for the rest of my life. I can't help that. That's just, you know, makes no difference. Uh, the cataracts, I'm hoping to get done this year. I need them doing on one eye. Definitely need them. And um, and Lola from Barnes. There's seriously not anybody called Lola from Barnes. Is there really listening to this programme? Well, that's what I like, actually. Stacey says, Happy New Year. I'm driving to my first shift of 2018 at the Jewellery Channel. <laughs> what what are we flogging this morning, Stacey, at the Jewellery Channel? <laughs> what can you be flogging? Here we go. It's £1,600. Oh, look, 9.99, And uh, it's for collectors. Love it. Always makes me laugh. Geraldine from Kensal Green says, Great New Year's Day programme. You're on fine form this morning. Actually, strange enough, I don't think I am. Because the producer was so tired when I came in. In fact, I was quite surprised to see him. It was, it was a bit of a shock. I went, oh, oh, good Lord. And then he explained the situation. All hands to the pump around here. We all do it. And, and I said, because I haven't got a set of papers, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I've re- I, I need the papers just to give me a little bit of a boost. And then I suddenly thought, actually, I don't. Because with your help and the texts and the emails and the fact that we're all in the same boat together, we're all paddling along like mad, aren't we? And all, uh, all enjoying it is, is sort of the way forward. I think 2018 is going to be a great year. I really, really think it's going to be a good year. I've, I've made this prophecy to myself and to everybody. I just think this is going to be... I'm determined, as I say, to take it a bit easier, not to push myself too much, because I don't want to be ill. And you, you have to suddenly realise you get to a certain age and everything's an effort. Everything's an effort. Now, putting on socks and pants is an effort. No matter what people say to you, it's, you know, if you're young, it's fine. You just don't even think about it. If you get a little bit older... I was saying to Lynn last night, I said, I bet you anything, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trip over at some point. I fall upstairs. I don't fall downstairs, but I'm sort of being very mindful. Uh, you're on fine form, as I say here. And this says, I've got two separate relatives, opposed <laughs> to one which you've cut in half, in hospital over the Christmas period. Can I thank all the NHR, NHS staff who tried to make it a happy time? 
and, uh, and wish all Steve Allen listeners ever a happy, healthy and prosperous new year. Well, I don't want everybody to be prosper- prosperous. That kind of spoils it for me, actually. But uh, also, I miss part of the Christmas Day programme, in particular the interview with Jamie Oliver. It's not on the LBC catch-up. Um, is it on the LBC catch-up? Christopher will 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 check it now. And uh, all the recorded Christmas in conversations, they're all on there as far as I know. But I will check because there were lots of different people working. So they might not be at the moment, but they... Oh, it just needs updating. OK, that's what... Yes, because people have been away at Christmas, producer tells me in a signed affidavit in front of a lawyer that uh, they, they will be appearing soon. Is that what you said? Or did I just make that last bit up? About right. There you go. Yeah, sorry about that. It's, it's because people tend to forget because I've had so many programmes on over Christmas. So many programmes, but uh, it's only it's only right, isn't it? Only right. Uh, Steve, uh, Sanjay is also running Lloyd's Park Croydon. Happy New Year. Another. I'm, I'm surrounded by fit people. Everybody's running. Have I missed an out time? Honestly, I'm so sorry. It is New Year's Day. We're allowed to do that. And also, I only had a couple of glasses yesterday. Woo! How good am I? But I did have sausage beans and grated cheese. Sounds horrible, doesn't it? But I call it comfort food. But I'm definitely having, I'm definitely having peanut butter on toast when I get in, provided Marks and Spencer's open, which I hope it will be. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. I'm taking the coffee orders this morning because I think many of you need it. So for uh, for somebody here, uh, a light soya, extra shot cappuccino, extra hot. Isn't it funny? At one time, cup of coffee. Sorry, can I have a cup of coffee? OK, decaf, pardon, decaf. What does that mean? Uh, it's supposed to be better for you. OK, you'll have a decaf. OK, now it's a light soya, extra shot cappuccino, extra hot. What's that? Is that artisan? Oh, no, we found an artisan coffee this morning. That's good, isn't it? We're a bit confused by that. I just wanted a cup of coffee. I don't ask for anything. I've got little sachets of Nescafe. And you just put them in a cup and you put some hot water on the top and some milk. And, and then I did how I told you, I did go into the place. When I went to the hospital last time for the eyes... I did decide to go for a hot chocolate. It was delicious. I'd forgotten. I haven't had hot chocolate for ages and ages. And somebody the other, the other year gave me... The other year sounds ages ago, doesn't it? They gave me a pot of Cadbury's hot chocolate. And I thought, oh, I like that. I like that. And um, uh, Warren says, do you not think as you're taking Nick Ferrari's slot, you should be more like Nick Ferrari? I thought I, thought I was like Nick Ferrari. We're very similar in our presentational skills. He has lots of guests on, and I don't. So, I mean, where else would you get somebody at, you know, 27 minutes past eight on New Year's Day talking about your coffee orders for Phil Vickery to fulfil? I mean, come on. I mean, you've got to look on this logically. I mean, this is, this is sort of, this is fairy tale t- stuff. This is all good, all good news. Angie says, uh, I went to bed early last night with cheese on toast. Oh, fatal. Cheese on toast before you go to bed. Guaranteed a dream. Guaranteed a dream. Warren says, you don't look the same. We don't look unsimilar. Don't look unsimilar. Uh, decaf skinny latte, please, Phil, says little Julie. It's, um, are you about half his weight, says Warren. Oh, you're treading on dangerous toes there. Oh, dear me. And uh, so it was Angie went to bed with cheese on toast and listened in to uh, Mr Abbott. Was he in a good mood? If he's in a bad mood, it's hell, isn't it, really? I know we all suffer. Was he in a good mood? Oh, right. Oh, that's interesting. It's very rare now. If you actually get a, a, a good mood from Nick Abbott, you have to sort of write it in your diary. Uh, David in Nottinghamshire says, read the chimney sweep. Absolutely genuine. 
In fact, he had four other customers in my village on the same day. He says, mind you, I am from D.H. Lawrence country. A chimney sweep. <laughs> Somebody says, what a treat, you and Julian Clary. Happy seventh day of Christmas. Uh, what do we get on the seventh day of Christmas? I can't remember if it's five gold rings or we already had the gold rings. Two calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves and a partridge and a pear tree on the seventh. Oh, it's seven swans are swimming. No chance in this building. We don't have enough water for them, so uh, definitely not. Seven swans are swimming, six geese are laying, five gold rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves and a partridge and a pear tree. Look at that. How cool am I? On the eighth day of Christmas, my true... What, are they, what happens on the eighth day of Christmas? The eight... Oh, sorry, on the eighth day of Christmas, my true love, go to me. Eight maids are milking, seven swans are swimming, six geese are laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me nine ladies dancing, eight maids are milking, seven swans are swimming, six geese are laying, Five gold rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves and a partridge and a pear tree. You don't get this on any other programme. I defy you can flip round every radio station and you won't find anybody doing this. On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me ten lords a-leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids a-milking, seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying... Five golden rings, four... Co- you know the rest. Uh, on the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me eleven pipers piping. <laughs> Ten lords a-leaping. Nine ladies dancing. Eight maids a-milking. Seven swans a-swimming. Six geese a-laying. Five golden rings. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a bird tree. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me... Twelve drum- it was getting really bad by this time. Twelve drummers drumming. Eleven lords a-leaping. Eleven pipers piping. Ten lords a-leaping. Nine maids a-milking. Lady dance. Oh, what the hell. It's amazing if you remember it all, isn't it, really? We used to do in the car, when we were on long car journeys, we'd do the ten green bottles hanging on the wall. You know, the one that goes, and if one green bottle should... And we used to start off with 1,670 green bottles. If it was a long journey, you know, on the 1,000... Bottle, bottle... We used to get confused by the thing anyway. All good stuff, actually. And um, uh, Phil Vickery may be able to help me, says Warren. I'm looking for a new coffee machine. I've had Nespresso. I bought one uh, for a friend of mine. Well, I bought it for my brother. Well, I didn't. I bought it for myself. And then decided he could have it. And he, he loves it. So you're looking for a coffee machine. It depends how much you want to spend... They're very expensive. John Lewis seemed to have a good... uh, Oh, look at me, I'm late again. So sorry. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. LBC and its sister stations from Global are bringing you a brand new event, the Global Awards. It'll reward the very best from the world of music, news and entertainment. One incredible night will feature live performances from Andrea Bocelli and Sam Smith. And you can have your say on who will win at the Global Awards too. You can cast your vote... Right now, to get involved, download the Global Player app or go to lbc.co.uk. The Global Awards coming on Thursday, the 1st of March, 2018. A lot of rubbish last night. Always is, every year. I don't know where it comes from. I think it's you lot. You go out and for some inexplicable reason, people cannot pick up rubbish. And it's always down to one man, isn't it? One man and a team of a lot of people. So joining us now is the Waste Services Manager at Westminster City Council, Jano Stead. Jano, good morning. 
Good morning. Happy New Year. Well, bless you. Thank you. for. I mean, are you still out there cleaning? No, no, no. We finished now. We finished at about um, 4.30 to clear everything away. Right. I mean, how much rubbish is... I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, I'm always amazed at how much rubbish people generate in London. Yeah, it's it's sort of like New Year's Eve is around 85 tonnes, and, and I haven't sort of seen the actual weight, but we're not far off this year. Um, so that's sort of like the, the, the contents of about 15, 15 of our big trucks that wow. we carried away last night. So how many people did you have working last night? Um, we had about 120 uh, sweepers and loaders and, and managers out, uh, about um, 50 vehicles, uh, 15 large dust trucks and 32 mechanical sweepers. So it's, it's a fairly uh, sized fleet, you can say. And I'm assuming the majority of it is empty bottles. Yeah, about 15,000 champagne <laughs> bottles we've cleared. No. So there's a substantial number of bottles that we've cleared away. I must night. buy a vineyard in the champagne region. I've decided there's obviously money in this, there's definitely. Oh, absolutely. I think it would be a very good investment. <laughs> but, it, I mean, d- does it seem to increase year on year? I mean, we're just not very good at putting rubbish in bins, are we? It's, well, the, the thing is, it's sort of like the volume of waste is sort of the, round about the same every every year. You know, give a couple of tons, um, but yeah, the, there is there is a lot of waste to clear away after New Year's Eve. The next thing, of course, is the New Year's Day parade, which takes place today. Are the, are the boys back out and girls sweeping yeah, and cleaning absolutely. after that? Yeah, absolutely amazing. They'll be out again in full force after the New Year's Day parade, and we'll be clearing sort of a similar amount of waste again. So it's sort of you know non-stop for us at the moment. And how, how long does it take? Do you have a sort of a set time to get it done so the roads can be opened again? Uh, yeah, we're under sort of, you know, we're under quite a lot of um, pressure to sort of do it as quickly as we can mm. and as good as we can, so the sort of roads can open and the buses can run again and people can can go home. Um, and this year we sort of finished at about four thirty, and we roughly started sort of round about quarter to one, roughly. Mm. You know, d- depending on some areas, we could start a little bit earlier because people have moved out. But yeah, it, it sort of takes a good couple of hours to get everything back up to uh, back up to the standard people expect. And so hopefully by... I mean, I don't know what happens to all the fireworks that go off. Do you, do you find you're picking up old fireworks? Um, not that much from the displays, the, yeah. the, the, big, the big fireworks displays. But, but some people bring, bring some of their own fireworks. And really? What, what's left of it. Some, some people do, you know, yeah. obviously not, not a lot, but some people bring sort of small amounts of fireworks. And, and we do find, you know, the remains of that, and we just sweep it up and we take it away. Well, I think you do a fantastic job. I mean, I know what London's like. I mean, people are terrible at dropping litter. You can walk around. But generally speaking, I think we've got pretty clean streets out there. I think so as well. Listen, Absolutely. Well, I hope that you manage to get a chance to put your feet up and uh, have a little bit of uh, rest as we... Now, we're now into 2018, but uh, every day is a busy day for you, isn't it, Jano? Absolutely, it is. We've got um, we've got a lot of waste to clear away on a daily basis anyway, so it's, you know, nothing nothing out of the ordinary for us. Well, listen, thank you, and thank you to all your team as well, and uh, a peaceful year, I hope. Thank you. Thank you. That's Jano Stett. Jano is the Waste Services Manager at Westminster City Council. So so they've already done one lot, then after the New Year's Day parade, and I know that the girls and boys who take part, and there'll be about 10,000 people taking part in the New Year's Day parade, uh, they'll be getting dressed into their uniforms, and uh, they'll be... They're brilliant, honestly. I don't, I don't want to send you somewhere that I think you're not going to enjoy. If you've got young children, you think, what do we do today? What do we do on New Year's Day? And the answer is, you know, you have some breakfast, head into town. I'd come on public transport. That would be my recommendation. And then go down to Parliament Square, up into Piccadilly. It's a long parade. 
It's a long parade when you've got the marching bit. It's worth, seriously, it's worth going to see. It's something that London does very well. Very, very well indeed. So uh, I hope this year is going to be as good as last year and as good as the year before. Uh, Eddie says, you'd only sing like that if you'd been on the sherry. On the sherry. <laughs> and Carol says, Steve Allen, how lovely to be serenaded by Steve Allen at uh, 03.30 New York City time. Such talent. I know. You're very lucky to get it for free, actually. And um, and Stephen Francis, for goodness sake, can't you whistle? It's very cruel. Why, why are people so cruel? He's probably in France, that's why. Very cruel, very cruel. Twelve days of Christmas, more appropriate. Ten law... Lords are sleeping, Steve. Been laughing for ages at your quip at the shutters coming down and doors slamming as you walk by. That's the way it goes, I'm afraid. But uh, 358 days till Christmas and everyone a gem with you. It is, isn't it? I don't, I don't like to not think. We've still got the tree in the studio. Still got the... Uh, and the lights work, I think. Pretty certain they do. Actually, the one thing I ran out of the other day was batteries. I don't know why I'm telling you that. It's got nothing to do with you. But uh, I've got some, uh, some candles that take batteries. And so I need to go out and get... I thought that I actually had loads of them, but I didn't. And uh, so I've, I've lost the blooming things. Steve, that's my line of the year already. I've got to lose three stone by Wednesday. Have I missed something? Oh, sorry, I thought I'd missed another ad break. I'm terrible at these ad breaks, honestly. I'm seriously bad. Can't help it. I think the management have given up. They just say, oh, just, just put him on. Just, you know, he'll, he'll sort of wander through it. And uh, love it. But because there's no chance, Israel, of losing. How, how would you lose three stone... By Wednesday, just cut your legs off, I suppose. I can't think of any way I'm going to lose that. So it's just not going to happen. But thank you for 2017 and uh, battling through. Here's to more of you this year without the medical dramas, says Tanya. I quite like the medical dramas, if I'm being brutally honest with you. And uh, Liam, happy birthday today. That's from Marcia. And uh, uh, Liam is Marcia's grandson. So many happy birthdays. Uh, Bunny from Oxford. We have two real fires here in our ancient house. The chimneys get swept every six months. The house could go on fire. No halogen ovens here. Stop it. Stop mentioning the halogen ovens. It was my uh, my downfall this year. Actually, everything was my downfall. The burning, the stents, all the other bits and pieces. That's why I thanked, you know, all all the right people. Uh, Steve, I've got to do a seven-hour shift at Morrison, says Kim. Well, that's nice. We were talking about supermarkets the other day of how many... They were trying to do... A, piece on the television about something that they'd bought and you hear it more and more you'll hear it on LBC you'll hear it on the television where somebody says and I bought this from Marks and Spencer's other supermarkets are available you know that's what you have to say because otherwise people go oh, sorry you're being paid by that supermarket you go don't be so silly don't be so silly so uh, seven hour shift Kim oh it's easy peasy isn't it just think the producer's been here longer than seven hours. Bless his heart. Uh, the only way to clean a chimney properly, says Deborah, two royal warrants, uh, is with a brush and a hoover. A sweep should ask, uh, should ask you to see a brush out of the chimney for luck and to check he's swept all the way to the top. I work for the Queen's Chimney Sweep. Millborough Chimney Sweeps. They've got two royal warrants, says Deborah. Good Lord above, really? Well, you're the first one we found in that uh, in that neck of the woods. That's very good. The Queen's... Because she must have loads of chimneys. Especially in all the places, because they're all of certain certain vintages. Uh, Steve, Sunday hours indeed. The big Sainsbury's biggest urban supermarket in Europe is open 7am to 10pm today. So we'll be stocking up on Prosecco and Nurofen, says Chris and Chelsea. <laughs> Please, can you do one of your step styles? Root, scootin', baby, you're deriving me crazy. No. I can't. I've decided not to do steps. There's too many people work for other radio stations around here who are big steps fans. Slightly camp. 
you know, I don't want to make such a big deal about it, but Steps have been never known as a as a butch band, have they? They've always been sort of slightly camp. I don't know why they are. They just are. Uh, Darren says, I've been listening to LBC since the days of Dan Damon and Bob Harris. And um, Marilyn says, you could tell the story of you, your pyjama episode. I can't. I can't do the pyjama episode. Not at this time. That's one for the early hours of the morning. It's far too embarrassing, isn't it, really? Uh, as for age, read age is just a number, says Nina. That's all written by a 97-year-old. Amazing. It is a number, though, isn't it? I always think it's a number. Sometimes you feel a bit, you know, you get sort of days where you feel a bit uh, a bit older than other days. But uh, that's uh, today I feel quite, quite chirpy, actually. Quite chirpy. And uh, Steve had my cataracts done some years ago before I retired, so I had private medical cover. They do them while you wait. You'll need new reading glasses. Poundland are OK. I'll have to get my Daily Telegraph as my news agency's clothes, says uh, Diana. Yes, I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait to get my cataracts done. I really can't. Because somebody said, oh, it's fantastic. You'll notice a difference immediately. Still need reading glasses, but I'm not bothered about that. Mo says, I can't believe I'm listening to you at 8.26. (laughs) Steve, I'm going into rehab today. I've got Steve Allen addiction, says Jim. Yeah, you you can be cured of it. You can be cured of it. It's a slow process, but uh, they are now offering that on the NHS. Rob from Edgware. Listen forever. He says, uh, love the show. Uh, where does the phrase shock horror probe originate from? Oh, I don't. You'll have to ask James O'Brien on his musical hour. He knows things like that. I don't. I, I never know the answers to that at all. Uh, looking forward to your gentle roasting of CBB entrance in a few days, says Jay. Yes, they're going in, aren't they? But they've they've cheated. They. I thought we were promised an all women's version. No, you're going to be a women's version for about four days, and then they're bringing men in. What's the point of that? Why can't we have the women? Why do we have to bring silly men in that you won't have heard of? Somebody from Love Island. Oh, God help us. Another dreary himbo from Love Island. Thank you very much. It's bad enough with the camp hairdresser on the Dancing on Ice programme. Little Kem, who's about as big as, well, smaller than that. He's very tiny. In fact, you could lose him. You could lose him under the tree here. He's very tiny. And you think, oh, God, it's so... But why can't we have proper people? Proper people, don't start me on things like that this morning. We had exactly the same with Ricky Gervais. He doesn't like these people either, so I'm not alone. But, you know, they go, oh, it's going to be an all-women's version. Then they suddenly realise they couldn't find, you know, enough enough women to do it who could sustain it. So they're bringing in blokes. Well, that's a cop-out, isn't it, really? Uh, so um, we'll find out. Jan says, do you have butter, then peanut butter on toast? Yes. Yes, it's always butter... First, then peanut butter. You can't do it the other way round. How do you do it the other way round? And also, I quite like it on, on crumpets. I'm, I'm quite a big fan of crumpets, but I can't work out if crumpets are really bad for me. I think everything's bad for you, isn't it? If you put it away, guarantee, if you like something, they'll tell you it's bad for you. And what are the papers telling you? Every day, and it'll run for about the first month. How to lose weight, how to be fit for 2018, how to be this person, how to be that person. The other day we had how to be happy. It's the biggest part of rubbish I've ever seen. Happy is what you make it. Happy is the friends around you. Happy are the people. Happy is listening to this programme. Not always. You know, we don't always do happy, happy things because it sort of changes a little bit. Crumpets are good for you, full of carbohydrates, says Warren. So there you go. That's me sorted. I have to do them twice, though, in my toaster because it's only geared up for doing bread. 
So they, they sort of pop up, then I put them back down again. Because the, the butter has to melt through. And the, Oh, damn. It's even thinking about it, I'm going to be ill. They'll have to be Warburtons. I'm sure there are others out there, but I quite like Warburtons. Uh, 84850, Steve at lbc.co.uk. So there will be a gentle roasting of Celebrity Big Brother contestant. There has to be. That's why they put the programme on the tape. The programme is designed to annoy you. It's as simple as that. How lovely to have you on at this time, says Joan. Still Banstead's biggest fan. Thank you. And uh, Happy New Year to you. If you were to buy another halogen oven, which one do you recommend, says, uh, says Sharon? Uh, none of them. Not for, for, you know, for anybody else, but unfortunately not for me. Nick Abbott was in great mood for all recent nightly programmes. He's a top presenter, says June. You're lucky to have him. I'm thrilled. I don't know what to say about it. I mean, I'm just I'm in awe of, uh, of him. You won't find me being, being disrespectful to other radio presenters. I'm not that sort of person. Anybody from a reality show, of course, is fair game, as you know. And uh, Sandra says, I don't know if you realise how much support you give in so many ways. Um, no, we don't. We don't, actually. Uh, I think there should be some sort of dedication to in Bromley. How about an aisle at the Churchill Theatre, the Steve Allen Isle, says Toby. <laughs> it's a thought, isn't it? You know, perhaps I can have a plaque. A plaque would be quite nice. And somebody says, I, uh, I missed your first hour. Uh, were you talking about hot chocolate, please? I want to wish you, says Margaret, in Greenwich. Everything you wish for yourself. I don't know what I wish for myself. I'm not really very good at wishing for myself. I'm better at wishing for other people. I don't wish anything for myself, apart from health. Apart from health. Let's see how, how we get through this year with, uh, with health. Once I've got the cataracts done, I think I'm, I'm sailing on a cloud, I think, after that. So at the moment, it's sort of... Because somebody said to me the other day, why are you wearing dark glasses? And I said, um, cataracts. And, um, and they sort of went, oh, right. <laughs> you don't have a plaque. It's like you've died before you really have died. Do you think that could be a good idea? A plaque. I think they put one on the front of the building. Steve Allen worked here. That'd be nice. I quite like that idea. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Happy New... Oh, st- stop saying it. Stop saying Happy New Year. You don't need to do Happy New Year. Because Ian Payne will be doing Happy New Year in about an hour and six minutes' time. And then after Ian Payne, John Stapleton, he'll be saying Happy New Year. After John Stapleton, it's going to be Martin Stanford. I've not seen him for ages. He'll be saying Happy New Year. After Martin Stanford, Clive Bull will be saying Happy New Year. After Clive Bull, Ian Collins will be saying Happy New Year. And after, after he's been saying, Richard Spurs back again. And he'll be saying Happy New Year. So, in fact, he said Happy New Year twice. I've got to stop saying it. Got to stop saying it. Uh, New Year greetings from County Galway, Ireland. LBC fans since George Gale. Brian from Australia and caller George from Wimbledon. That's from uh, Mary Conroy. Morning, Mary. Uh, Steve, uh, one here, says, Chris, I'm a litter picker who patrols my street and I've adopted a nearby bus stop. I'm amazed at the heaps of stuff. Oh, tell me about it. Tell me about it. People at bus stops are ignorant peasants. Seriously. I mean, I don't want to be rude about it, you know, and call, you know, people out for it. But they literally eat something and then they just throw it on the ground. They're sitting next to a bin, but they're such ignoramuses. They can't be bothered to go, you know, one step there and put it in the bin. You want to go. What I want to do is follow them, pick up all all the rubbish when they go back to their house, empty it all in their front garden. Go, sorry about that. You obviously like litter. I've decided to give you some. Dreadful people, honestly. Dreadful people. I mean, I just I can't understand what these people are like. Oh, they must be filthy. Absolutely filthy. Uh, Marianne's got a budgie who's nine today. Is that quite old in budgie years? I don't know. He's called Hector. I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if, if that's good, actually. 
another one here says, are you back to normal tomorrow at four? Says Sheila. Gold knows. But I think you're right. I think I am back to normal tomorrow. Budge and, oh, here we go. This is bad news. Budgie life expectancy. Five to eight years. Oh, my God, Marianne, he's on borrowed time. He's on borrowed time. Talk to him more today. Make him feel more more welcome in the world. <gasps> That'd be dreadful, wouldn't it, if he goes during this programme? I mean, he, he might be listening to this going, what do you mean, five to eight? <laughs> oh, it's awful, isn't it? I didn't think Budgie's last... They're a bit like hamsters. Hamsters only last a couple of years. But they're just so cute, aren't they? I thought about getting a pet this year. And then I thought, no... No, I've decided I'm not going to get... It would be so cruel, wouldn't it? But I'm now worried about your, about your budgie. <laughs> what a voice. Well, it's a voice, says Brian. and says, I bought a coffee capsule machine for £28 for friends in a shop in Ealing. Does a great job. One capsule has milk in it. I'm sorry, Brian. We're looking for something a bit more professional than a £28 thing. You know, I mean, you know, Nespresso's are, they come in quite expensive. Uh, Steve, as kids, we used to sing Ten Sticks of Dynamite. You know, if one stick of dynamite had accidentally fall, there'd be no sticks of dynamite and no bleeping wall. That's how it used to go, wasn't it, really? Thank you, John. How nice. Class, as always. I love it when people sort of write and tell me these things. But that was, you know, your... They used to do an advert for Pepsodent toothpaste. And it says, you'll worry where the yellow went when you brush your teeth with Pepsodent. And all the kids were singing, you wonder where your red has gone when you brush your teeth with an atom bomb. And we'd start sort of... Doing these stupid things. It's like, you know, we three kings from Orientar, one in a taxi, one in a car, one on a scooter, peeping his hooter, following yonder star. Uh oh. And then you go into the chorus. And then you had while shepherds washed their sh- their socks by night. We used to sing this quite normally. Nowadays, somebody would have to absolutely blasphemy. Can't sing things like that. Good heavens above. But as I say, I don't think the baby Jesus is particularly worried about that. It's not going to change anything at all. Don't keep falling over hop things, says Brian. I try not to. I try not to. I've decided this year, definitely no uh, no, no barbecues. I don't want to do a barbecue. I don't want to fall over again. Uh, Happy New Year to yours, Padita says. The twins want a dog, but dogs are so very trying and Kit's not keen either. They were disappointed not to get one for Christmas. But I think we should stick to our guns and not pander to them like many parents do. Yes, I mean, it's it's all well and good to get a dog or to get two dogs for Christmas. And, you know, for the first few days, oh, playing with the puppies, blah, blah, blah. and then it's raining and they go, the dogs need to go out for a walk because they need to go to the toilet. Well, I'm not taking them out. And that's where you get the problems. And it comes down to mum each time to take the dogs out. So the advice is, unless, you know, people are really committed, don't have a dog because they do need to go outside. They do need training. They need sort of puppy walking and, uh, and stuff like that. You know, because that's how it is. Oh, talking of barbecues, uh, you must come to Robbins, says Warren, which I will, which I will. Actually, I've had, I've, I've cancelled more events this year than I thought was uh, was healthy for me. Uh, Peter says we get our chimney swept every year. The sweep gives us a certificate for our house insurance fire cover. Good lord, that's obviously because you uh, because without it you wouldn't get the uh, the insurance. Wow, uh, crumpets are the only thing that squirrels won't eat says Emily, so they're probably not good for us either. I'm not sharing them with squirrels, I'm having them myself. I should be doing them. Peanut butter, banana and marmite on toast. Best hangover, uh, says uh, says Joe in Feltham. <laughs> have you done your usual ritual with your socks this year, says Ginny? Yes, of course I have. Listen, I'm a creature of habit. I do things every single day. I do things uh, to routine. Uh, also, the Calabro boys, bless them. 
hope they do another concert this year. Strange enough, I was watching Calabro on YouTube the other day. And uh, lovely. Good-looking boys. Sing nicely. And I've, there's clips up there of some of their uh, their concerts as well. So, Happy New Year to them. And, uh, and to DNA and all the people who work in show business. And to all the people who I know in radio. Uh, I wish them a Happy New Year. God, here we go. I'm still wishing people a Happy New Year. Can't help it because most of those have been off since before... God created the Garden of Gethsemane. So we'll see them tomorrow. We'll see how much they've eaten over the festive season and uh, the period. And then we'll all be, it should be back to normal tomorrow. But of course, for most of us, this is just, we're just working through. We're just doing our bit, making it, you know, sound interesting. And well, hopefully sounding interesting this morning. Uh, Coming up to the news at nine o'clock. If you are going out today, I'd I'd start getting ready now. I know you don't want to. I know you just want to lie there and go, oh, give us another 20 minutes, Steve. Give us another 20 minutes. So coming up after the news, we take more of your texts and emails. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. We're trying to work out how we're going to get back now to uh, Waterloo Station. It's Because it's going to be, they're going to be closing off all the roads, aren't they? Because the News Day Parade, although actually the News Day Parade comes up and it goes off to the left. It doesn't go to the right. So in theory, the buses should be still okay. Oh, he's not sure. He's not sure. Could be an argument. Could be an argument. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. He says, trying to sound as cheerful as possible. You can tell when somebody hasn't had a drink because they're very cheerful. Those people who've had a drink are going, stop it. Shh. Be a little bit quieter. Uh, George listening to the wrong programme. He thinks that we're doing seasonal festive meanderings. I don't think we are, actually. I don't know what you're listening to. Are you plugged into the right thing or not? I do worry about some people when they get to a certain age. And um, somebody says, uh, Happy New Year. And it says, can you try not to get ill again? Well, I should do my best, but I can't, I can't guarantee it. I'm, I'm trying not to. Uh, congratulations to Neil on the birth of his second grandson and love to all the lovelies, says Carol. And uh, another one here says, I wonder if anybody received uh, any of Katie Price's old eBay tat for Christmas that she was flogging. Yes. Um, <laughs> Alice says, what time does the show start at the Hippodrome on the 3rd of January? It starts at 7. Starts at 7 o'clock. Like, uh, I think last year was 7 o'clock as, uh, as well. And then you can have a drink in the bar afterwards. You don't have to gamble. There's no uh, no prerequisite to go gambling or anything like that. You can just enjoy it. There'll be a number of people who've been there before. We have four chimney sweeps listed, Steve, and uh, saw a little white van with a name I forgot. And grandson, says Pat in Bromley, a very old-time listener who doesn't always agree with you. Well, that would be ridiculous, wouldn't it, to always agree with somebody. But it doesn't matter if you're old. You know, I, I, I can excuse you for that. So it doesn't make any... I don't mind if people don't, don't agree all the time. It makes the show much better. It shows I'm doing my job. Uh, wishing you, the listeners, a magical new year. Your blue plaque and a, a Diane Bernstein Walker waits. Thank you very much indeed. And um, uh, I love this. Uh, did somebody message you saying cataracts while you wait? Is that opposed to leaving your eyes at the hospital, says Simon? It's very quick. It's a 20-minute operation. It's very quick. They either give you eye drops, which sort of numb the eye, or they give you an injection. And uh, then they peel off. Sounds vile, doesn't it? I'm sorry. Then they peel off one of your lenses and they replace it with a with a thin plastic lens. And then, et voila, we are seeing again, which is uh, which is brilliant. Uh, it's amazing about the uh, the chimney sweeps. On the subject of crumpets, Steve, my mother-in-law has chicken meat paste on hers. Ooh, how awful! She puts meat paste on toasted hot cross buns. Oh, Sheila, that sounds awful. I don't even know what that is. I'm trying to not think about it actually. And uh, Steve, I had both cataracts done last year 
Uh, I thought he'd got some tan lotion in, eye, in his eyes when he complained revision. I had no sympathy. Correction is fab. Apart from the fact he can see cobwebs. Same read chimney swips as Peter, says Dornay. Yes, I mean, I, people have been telling me and singing the praises of having, uh, having the cataracts done. Makes it a lot easier, doesn't it, really? So what have we got to look forward to in, uh, in 2018? More reality show nonsense. More ridiculous single women getting pregnant. More ridiculous people having sex on Love Island. And, um, and I suppose the usual bunch of people that you sit there and go, who are they? I've noticed sometimes they, they'll, they'll take somebody, they put them on eight out of ten cats, as if we're, we're supposed to be accepting the fact that they're a, uh, another celebrity on the market. You've got um, Lorraine Kelly's new show starting, which is a wedding show, with Rob Beckett, I think. I don't know if that one's going to work. I'm not, I don't have high hopes for that one. There's something about you know, a wedding show and with a woman presenting. That sounds terribly sexist. But traditionally, women who make up a big proportion of television viewers don't watch other women. That's why it doesn't really work. That's why you don't see many women presenting shows. There are only certain women that can get away with it. And up until now, Lorraine Kelly's not done anything like that. So it makes me think to myself, they've either offered a super duper amount of money or she's thinking of branching out and doing something else. I don't know if, if, if she's got what people want on a Saturday night. I think it's something, it's, it's the Beeb, isn't it? So uh, she's basically an ITV girl. Whether or not it's going to rival anything else, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm reserving judgment until I see the first one. And once I've seen the first one, I shall know. I shall know. Uh, Steve says, uh, says Gareth, I'm working the early shift with my explosive detection dogs in London. And uh, he says, I still giggle at your comments made when talking about the captain of a cruise ship holiday in South America. <laughs> thank you very much indeed. Uh, how is the magic show? Says Jane. Very good. Thank you very much indeed. I think everybody enjoyed it. We all had a nice time. Got to see some really good uh, magic, which was lovely. Uh, Steve had a few dramas over Christmas, says Patsy. Uh, first the washing machine died, then the iron died, and then all the electric toothbrushes died as well. All replaced and all well with the world. Made me fancy a cappuccino and crumpet now. Looking forward to Wednesday. Thank you for everything. Love you loads. Yes, thank you very much indeed. It's, uh, I'm looking forward to Wednesday as well. I've got to sort out a couple of things. I don't know what to wear yet. I can't decide. I don't know. Uh, difficult. A lot of people talking in the, uh, in the papers today about this uh, blaze in Liverpool in the car park. I mean, it started with one vehicle. And uh, and then the rest of them went up. 1,400 vehicles. That's, that's quite something. I don't think the fire brigade there have seen anything like it. There were also horses that they managed to get out. They were being housed in the car park, the horses. Kim Jong-un, poor little soul. Honestly, look at him, honestly. Is that snow they've got? Do they get snow in North Korea? Or is it a cocaine field? Difficult to tell, actually. But uh, he's sort of... He's, you feel a bit sorry for him, actually, because everything he does is filmed and he's not the brightest penny in the box. But when he appears anywhere, they all have to bow... If you don't bow down to him, you get shot. And uh, so he comes up with his usual stuff. He started dyeing his hair by the look of it. Again, hopefully, uh, hopelessly ill-fitting clothes and all the rest of it and the worst haircut you've ever seen in the world. Um, he's saying that they, they can hit... And they should focus on mass producing nuclear weapons. But uh, I think they've had the fuel stopped. Somebody got into trouble a short while ago for trying to sell fuel to them because that's been banned. So without the fuel, they can't set off the weapons. I think that's the theory behind it, whether or not that works. I'm not entirely sure. But uh, apart from that, it's sale time still. We're still doing the sales, although whether they're genuine or not uh, remains to be seen. I was reading a report the other day that Argos 
have got stuff reduced in their sale. But it turns out that three or four months ago, the stuff was cheaper. Now it's more expensive. So it's not really as, as good as you want it to be. But there again, I'm always very sceptical about sales. You know, stuff, uh, a lot of it is bought in for the sale specifically. So it's not a genuine reduction. It's, it's brought in. It's called a special purchase. We've explained this to you before, how it works in, in retail. They bring stuff in and they sell it, you know, at a, at a reduced price. Because you think you're getting a bargain. If you see the word sale, you think, well, automatically I must be getting a genuine bargain. Not always. Not always. So which did a very good uh, feature on it, basically explaining what you've got to look out for. And uh, you see people going, oh, I've saved a fortune because I bought this and that. And you go, but actually you could have got it cheaper over the road. They were selling it over there. What do we want to see less of on the television? I think I want to see less reality shows. I've decided, I'm, you know, much as they, they have provided excellent fodder for me. Excellent fodder, you know, for sort of taking the mickey out of people who are so talentless. It's almost embarrassing. You know, you find three year olds working in a circus with more talent than some of these people. And uh, and then they're all trying to find boyfriends and girlfriends. And of course, they can't. Why? Because they're inept. They don't have any talent for anything. And, you know, to find a relationship, you won't find that's why none of them last. None of them last. I mean, as I say, I'll be very surprised if Mark Wright and uh, and Michelle Keegan are still together in two years time. Very surprised. Because it's just not that kind of thing. They're in a business where they're still playing up to the cameras. So I'm, I'm always very sceptical of stuff like that. Very sceptical. And, uh, and, and, and the, the last desperate attempt for them is when they go on to a dating show. And they have to admit that they can't find anybody. And the reason they can't find anybody is because most of them are revolting. Absolutely dreadful. Some of the stuff they do. Some have got cocaine problems. You know, some of them, there's all sorts of problems that these people have. Apart from emotional and once you've got an emotional problem, and also people who believe the publicity, it's because the silly little magazines call them stars. They're not stars at all. They're just ordinary. God knows they're ordinary, some of them. And they just happen to do, think they've been on the television. But I suppose for the sort of people who follow them, we had, do you remember we had some poor old dingbat a few weeks ago who sort of said that we look, I mean, obviously completely out to lunch. They said that we actually look up to these, uh, these reality stars. No, you don't. You look down because they're all in the gutter. That's where you look down to them. Uh, so uh, somebody else here uh, saying, having taken... The, oh, a lot of people writing to me, incidentally, about, um, about cataracts. So I'm now up to speed with, uh, with, with, with cataracts. Uh, having taken the plunge and getting Patrick the British Bulldog pub next week, Steve swore I wouldn't get another dog, says Tony, after the upset of losing Oscar. But they're the best of friends. So there you go, you see. That's what you've got to get. You've got to get dogs that become the best of friends. That's why I like that programme with that... Uh, is he Mexican? He's, he's another dog whisperer. And it's ever so clever. You start off with dogs that are going round the bend and he, he retrains them. He retrains them for these uh, for these people, which is amazing, actually. Uh, somebody here. Happy New Year to all of your listeners. You make my day always. There you go. Which is nice. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, the van that was seen in Bromley was Pierce. Pierce, one of the oldest family firms going over 300 years, says Jean in Catford. See? We've always got an answer for something. And, uh, and somebody says, you're on top form. Thank goodness. Back to normal. Lovely listening to you at nine today. Just brightening the day. That's Jackie and uh, Tom looking after our daughter's baby rabbit. In a f- How do you look after a baby rabbit? It's called Bambi. She needs quite a bit of tender, loving care. I think rabbits do. Don't they? My brother used to have rabbits. My brother used to have uh, rabbits. Oh. oh, it's a long-haired rabbit. Fluffy ears. That's quite cute, isn't it, rabbits? They don't sort of do very much. They just sort of lie there. But they're quite cute. That one's called Bambi, which is sort of named after a deer. I'm not sure about that. 
just trying to think, actually. Let make a good hat or something. I don't know. No, because, no, seriously, but I, I do like rabbits. I went into a garden centre a short while ago, and they had some of these long hair, and I thought, oh, that'd be nice, a rabbit. And then I thought, what would you do with a rabbit, Steve? What would you do with a rabbit? You know, you can't exactly train it to do anything. And you think, well, I shouldn't train it anyway. But on the other hand, you know, could I bring it into work? Would people be sort of going, oh, we've got a rabbit. And I thought, no, but that's, that's quite cute, actually. They are, I think they are quite cute. But you've got to handle them, haven't you? Because they're very nervous. Very, very nervous. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Uh, Ian Payne's going to be with you at 10 o'clock this morning. He's probably going to be talking about litter. Probably going to be talking about the fire in Liverpool. Is uh, There's also a huge group of Muslims, about a 1,000, who are going to be going out there. I think they're Ahmadian. And they're going out on the streets to clean the streets uh, of rubbish and all the rest of it. Because it amazes me how much rubbish is on the streets. As I say, you know, only got to go by a bus stop and there's empty bottles, Kentucky Fried Chicken boxes. And yet they're sitting next to a bin. You feel like saying to them, put it in the bin. Can't you manage that? Are you stupid? What do you think it is? You just throw stuff on the floor for somebody else to pick up. Drives me mad. Drives me mad. Uh, Wayne says, I heard you mention getting home on the bus. No, apparently the trains are running. So we're all right. But there will be a lot of buses cut by the mayor and TfL. They don't seem very popular, TfL, do they? The amount of people I speak to about TfL. But uh, you will get the buses normal, but your journey times and waiting times will be increased on some services. Not all. No, I would just say I don't need to get the bus today. We're going to um, get a chuff-chuff, which is good. Uh, Steve, by the look of it, the glorious leader of North Korea will explode before one of his bombs. We can only live in hope, says Mick. I don't know who's going to replace him. I suppose there's any one of a number of people who could. Uh, and Irene says, listening to you whilst tidying the kitchen. Very therapeutic, listening to a radio, tidying the kitchen, isn't it? Very, very good to do things. Well done, you, for doing stuff like that. Some people just go, oh, I'll leave it to another day, <laughs> which is better. Uh, somebody says, we need to have less reality shows. The thought of Lorraine Kelly doing a show makes me want to cry, says Sue in Scotland. Um, is it, but the trouble is she's very popular, Lorraine Kelly. Whether or not she's popular... On a game show, I don't know. There is an art. Ask you could have asked the late Bruce Forsyth. He would he would have told you how difficult game shows are to do. That's why very few people succeed with them. You've really got to work at a at a game show. But uh, I don't know whether or not you know. Oh, you're gorgeous. You're wonderful. You're this, and whether that's going to work on on the television. I don't know. What are they going to make her wear? Is she going to look like you know? They had to lower all the the furniture to make her look a little bit taller. And, and it's a, a game show with Rob Beckett. I mean, have they ever worked together before? Have you ever seen her interviewing her? No. So, you know, why would you think putting two people together is going to work? I mean, he needs a vehicle because he's faffed around now on the, on the outer skirts of, uh, of comedy. Whether it's going to work, you know, just having a load of teeth in your mouth, I don't think works. Ryland's taking a much-needed break, thank God for that. Although I did see a trail for one of his programmes on a channel I'd never even heard of before. I'm always worried about this. They go, and Samson's doing this channel, and you think, oh, what? And then they tell you the channel, and I've never heard of them. Never heard of them. Uh, so, a lot of you uh, doing, uh, it's your, it's your, um, not, not, what do they get? Decluttering. Decluttering. I agree with you, though, Sue. We need to have less reality shows. It's because they're, they're cheap television, and you just get a load of people who are desperate to be famous, and then they start selling stories about themselves, and then we start reading stories about themselves, and you think, no, I'm sorry, let's try and find it. Let's try and find some nice people this year, which would be, uh, which would be good. Um, Steve will be celebrating with the wonderful Johnny Boy from Wembley, says Tony, my gorgeous brother, and uh, raising a glass of Prosecco to the wonderful Steve Allen. Oh, I would, I would raise a glass uh, to, uh, to the wonderful Steve Allen, who keeps his company every morning. 
It's amazing, isn't it, really? But back to normal tomorrow because most of you are going back to um, to work. Which probably, if you've had a week off, you don't really want to go back, do you, really? Steve, I'm arranging an informal barbecue for the family. Friends in the summer. I wanted to book a mystery pickpocket or magician to mingle and entertain. I can see several such acts on the Magic Circle website. Do I contact them directly, says Chris? Yes, you do. You go, then you get somebody who's a member of the Magic Circle and uh, they can, you know, they'll find out what you want and tell you how much you have to pay for somebody like that. But yes, you can do that through through the Magic Circle. Easily done. Uh, my favourite doggy programme is the Battersea Dogs Home with Paul O'Grady, says Chris. He does it well, doesn't he? He does it very, very well. And uh, best wishes, Steve, for a very, very... Oh, Ed's got a horrible idea about rabbit. Do you know, I've never eaten rabbit. I would, I, I seriously, I couldn't eat rabbit. I don't know why. <laughs> eat everything else. Why, why not rabbit? But uh, it doesn't interest me. So happy and healthy 2018, Steve, says Stephen Letchworth. It's my 60th birthday today. So happy birthday to me. I've been a long time listener to LBC since the opening day, in fact. I listen and subscribe to the podcast mainly, but your show sometimes live too. That's good. I'm always in favour of people who listen live to the programme, so thank you very much indeed. And uh, and Blanche says, thank you for seeing me through the difficult times. And my son, Mike, who works all through like you, that made sure that I had food supplies, which is good. And uh, somebody says, hope the cataracts go well. Me too. Me too. I can't, um, I can't wait, actually. You're right about dreadful reality persons. Look at Vicky Patterson, deluded about having her own frame in the ITV studio corridors. Where is she now? Probably cleaning the corridors, says Mark. Did you see the other day that one of them, I think it might have been Casey Batcher or something, said she wanted to do Strictly Come Dancing. And then it had those famous words, the former glamour model. I thought they're not going to put you on there. They're not going to put you on there. They don't want to lower the standard of it. Whichever way you look at it, they're looking for people who are, you know, they just don't do people like that. Can't help it. Can't help it. And, uh, and one here says, I'm the same age as... Uh, uh, same age as Mr. James O'Brien. Good Lord above. And uh, somebody says, I lost my aunt in July to a diabetic-related illness, but I had you keeping me company going to the hospital. I, too, go back uh, a while listening to uh, Bob and Doug and uh, Tommy Boyd, but I am the same age as Mr. James O'Brien. Do you know, not even I know how old James O'Brien is. That doesn't help, does it? Uh, Dave in Groves Park says, Happy New Year. All the best and to my wife, Rochelle. And, uh, Steve, uh, I did do what you said and once re-delivered a large box dumped into a hedge, left it on their doorstep and ran away. I would have loved to have seen their face when they saw their parcel box back. Do you think it became reformed? No, no, I don't think so. Somebody says, stop saying less when you mean fewer. I don't mean fewer, I mean less. Is, is that Darren Adam? Really? Is that his phone number? <laughs> We're going to check it out, Darren. If it's you, mate, you're barred. <laughs> He's 46. Who is? James O'Brien's 40. He's never 46. Is that what you think he is? He can't be. Wonderful. My dear friend Lynn, she says, uh, 9.30, listening to you in my living room this morning. Happy New Year. Thank you very much indeed. We like the... Whose birthday? Is it James O'Brien's birthday? Is it really? So he's going to be 47? (gasps) Dreadful. Oh, right. Oh. He's going to be 46. Oh, right. It says, I'm just reading his Wikipedia. That's nice. Uh, born 1972, a British journalist, television and radio presenter. They always put that. I put that too. And uh, he's one of the presenters on Talk Station LBC, presenting on weekdays between 10 and 1, hosting a phone-in on real-life experiences, news and views and current affairs. 
He was born in Hackney. Oh, dear. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> and uh, his alma mater, the London School of Economics. And his education was at Ampleforth College. I can't actually rise to that one, I'm afraid. I'm way down the list, way down the list of the education states. But who cares? Both doing the same thing. He's, uh, look, is he sure? He's only 46. Heavens above, honestly. Some people age so badly, don't they? You don't really know what to say to them. You know, Happy New Year or um, have you looked around a nice site? This is nice under the apple tree. You could dig a nice hole. <laughs> um, he's not going to go through this year talking about Brexit again, is he? He says, well, I don't know. I don't know. I must be one of the only programmes that doesn't talk about Brexit. I must be. The, I know it's on a lot of other programmes and I, I think, you know, you will be talking about Brexit more and more. Uh, Steve, I'm a hospital doctor, says Josh just finished a 13 hour night shift. Oh, I don't know how you do it. Seriously, 13 hours doing something like that is is very difficult. Very, very difficult. And uh, but anyway, at least we've kept you awake. Great to hear you on radio at this time. Recovering, says Reed, from my stent operation. It's very good, though, isn't it? Bring back Michael Barrymore, says Bill in Great Yarmouth. Yes, I always said he'd be, he'd be a very interesting in conversation. Very interesting in conversation. And I know he's an LBC listener. So, uh, you know, that, that would be quite interesting. We'll have to see what we can do. We'll have to see what we can do this year. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, somebody sent me in a, a lovely picture, which is great. Of a dog. I'm definitely not going to get a dog this year. I know people say you must get a dog because it's it's good and it's good company. I don't need good company, believe you me. I've got loads of company, thank you very much indeed. And uh, a lot of you talking about reality styles and saying some of them are just so dreadful. Well, they are dreadful. I th- I agree with you. I think they're absolutely awful. That's why you know every opportunity we we get to mention them on the program. But we only ever mention somebody if they're in the news. If somebody's in the news, you open up the daily newspapers and there is a story about somebody. That's why we mention them. We only ever mention people in the news. We just don't do it, you know, off off the the back of something. It's like poor old Katie Price, you know, a woman who's so unhappy with with it must be everything. You don't see her laughing very often when you do see it. Somebody said to me when they met her once, she's got soulless eyes. You know, there is they're like pits of of destruction there's nothing going on you look behind you know and you think oh are you really no she's not and that's why she can't find anybody because you know people have got to sorry people have got to put up with all sorts of little bits and pieces so there you go bruce forsyth worked for over 80 years doing clubs and earned his money the hard way then people like ryland come along give simon cowell back chat and he gets on telly says albert in croydon yes i've never quite seen the appeal of ryland but that's just me you know, you don't have to like anybody. Uh, well, at least he's coming off this morning for a while. But I told you last week he had to uh, defend uh, the fact that he hadn't been fired. Because people were saying, oh, you've obviously been dropped from it. No, no, no. They've, he's just having a rest. doesn't want to do it for a while. So he'll go off and tiddle around doing something else. Um, I don't think his career is going to go any further than that. I think that's about as far as... You're not going to see him presenting the Royal Variety Show anytime soon. That took a downward turn this year, didn't it? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. I was just looking at our fireworks. 12,000 fireworks they let off. 12,000 in uh, in 12 minutes. I thought they looked brilliant. I always think Sydney's look a bit better than ours because they, they've got the thing, whereas we do ours through the London eye, don't we? And so you get that sort of framing it which changes colour. I thought they were lovely. Really lovely. I'd love to be an organiser of firework displays. I think that's, uh, that's quite nice. And um, <laughs> Johnny Perry says, uh, lovely introduction. To 2018, lying in bed, listening to the programme, which is good. And 
Warren's found some nice... Oh, look, a picture of me and Calabro. Me and Calabro. They look so much slimmer than I do every time I'm going out with people. They always look so much, uh, so much slimmer. And um, a lot of people uh, sending in texts and, uh, and, um, and emails. Jan Sullivan. We know Jan very well indeed. And uh, she sends lots of love uh, to everybody as well. And I shall send it back too. Uh, Happy New Year from Stella. Thank you, Stella. And uh, Sarah. Because I, I did a thing about tweeting. You know, sort of saying, you know, hopefully it's all sort of healthy and all the rest of it. And um, it says, what's this one here? Fancy trialling a canvas coat. How lovely. We'd appreciate your feedback and a few pictures. <laughs> nice idea. Johnny Perry says, what a lovely introduction to 2018 to find Steve on the radio. Still lying in bed and thoroughly entertained. You still have youthful looks and a young voice. I know, do you know, I tell you what that is and I tell you what that comes down to. I don't smoke. I think smoking gives you an older voice. I'm totally convinced. And because I don't smoke, people are always disappointed when they discover I'm fairly ancient when they do see me. But uh, it doesn't bother me at all. Thank you very much indeed. Not much. <laughs> very sad. Very sad. More of your texts and emails. 24 minutes. You don't need to worry about it. 24 minutes to 10. London Parade's about 12 o'clock today. So starting from Parliament Square, marching bands. You'll love it. Love it. Uh, why didn't they get Michael Barrymore back? Game show master, says Kevin the lorry driver on his way to Aberdeen. I don't know. They've still got snow in Aberdeen. I don't know whether we've still got snow in that neck of the woods. We might have, actually. 48 years old, says Brian. Been listening to you since I was 11. Good Lord above. 11. How is that possible? And John at Coulson says, I go back to the days of uh, Bob and Doug. Dogs are wonderful, says Irene. Thank you very much indeed. And... Um, she says, you never come home to an empty house. The welcome is the same. You've been out 20 minutes or two hours. Yes. You remember I got very angry the other day. Very angry. And it was about this sort of thing for carrying a dog. And, uh, oh, no, I didn't like it. It was a dog carrier that you put on your back like a backpack. Wasn't happy with that at all. Not happy at all. But, uh, yeah, you're right, actually, Warren. Great picture. Great picture. Uh, also, a lot of people tell me about dogs. Happy New Year to the King of Talk. I'm celebrating New Year, says David, with my Korean partner, Chris, who's been cooking uh, a beef something barbecue. Have you ever eaten Korean food? It's yummy. I haven't actually, no. I mean, have we got Korean restaurants in London? I don't want to throw it in at the, at the outset. I, don't, I can't think of any off the top of my head. It's just that we, we, we tend to do Thai and Chinese, don't we? Korean sounds... Am I, am I, getting this, am I going to stand out of, of, of line on this one? Do Korean people eat dog? Have they eaten dog in Korea? I believe so. I think so. Mind you, the argument is, dreadful though we always think it is, you know, people say, but you can eat anything. You can eat anything. I think the, as I said, the, the only thing with legs that the Chinese don't eat is a table. You know, the rest of it is all sort of fair game. It's only because we're a little bit funny. Up, Yes, Doug, it's a long history originating uh, through AD 57. In recent years, controversial Due to animal rights, strangely enough, dog meat is also consumed in North Korea. There's a surprise. But the extent or form of the activity is unclear. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm just, I don't know. I'm, a bit, I'm funny about things like that. I know it makes me odd, doesn't it, really? Because I sort of because we see them as pets. You know, we, we don't think, oh, you know, here's our dog and we're going to eat it later. Some people do. Some people do that, and I never sort of criticise people. It might be for religious reasons or everything else, but then I read some of the dreadful things that are done to animals in other countries, and I kind of hold back and go, oh, no, sorry, that's, uh, that's not good at all. Uh, Steve, wish us a happy new year to all our supporters. 
who helped us to finally unveil the Bethnal Green Tube Disaster Memorial two weeks ago after 10 years of fundraising, says Sandra. And uh, she says the 75th anniversary will be marked by memorial service on the 4th of March at St John's Church next to Bethnal Green Tube Station at 2pm. Good luck with that. I know that there's been a big campaign of people, you know, who are who are campaigning to have uh, to have that sorted out. So uh, I hope so. And uh, and uh, good Lord, I've seen some of these old pictures that Warren has got. Is it funny? You know, when you go back through your old pictures, you suddenly realise you've aged <laughs> quite badly in some cases. Uh, any news on Peter Andre's rescheduled tour? All gone a bit quiet. Says Tony. No, we're waiting. This was the tour that you remember Peter Peter Andre was booked in in Australia. And it was cancelled after the tickets had been on sale for quite a while. And the reason was that Peter had a television commitment here. You thought they'd have realised that to start with. But nevertheless, it's going to be rescheduled. And once we hear when it is, we'll be letting you know. But uh, at the moment, it's not actually been uh, been rescheduled at all. And uh, great news, Ree Ryland's break. <laughs> Uh, Tony says he's uh, he's an oxygen thief that uh, symptomises all that's wrong with shallow celebrities. I've never heard that before, an oxygen thief. That's good. Uh, Steve, why so many American groups in London's New Year's Day parade, says Alf in Halifax. Surely there are enough British marching bands and cheerleaders. No, there's not. No, there's not. And once you've seen some of these marching bands, they're sensational. They're absolutely sensational. It's always been like that. We have, you know, British people taking part in it. But when it comes to the marching bands, the Americans are really good. Uh, I should have gone to the Costa del Sol, Steve, uh, to celebrate New Year's Eve with friends. Due to having the cold bug, I decided not to go. They sent me a picture with Gemma Collins at the venue. So pleased I didn't go. (laughs) Dreadful thought. Poor people there. I suppose she'll be swearing as per usual. Uh, Happy New Year. Make every day a happy one. Listen for a long time. Val and John in Hillingdon. And somebody says, I hate people who leave rubbish on trains. I once found a letter to somebody left on the seat, so I put it in an envelope with no stamp and posted it to them. I like to think they wasted their time and money going to collect it from the post office, says Simon. (gasps) Wow. 9am park run. Done. Really? That's very quick, isn't it? Now off my second helping. You should come to Bushy Park on your Saturday off work. Oh, Lord above. I don't have any uh, any energy or inclination to do anything like that. It's a lovely idea, but uh, it won't be happening at all. And um, uh, somebody says, are there any returns for the third? I've no idea. It's uh, You need to go to the Hippodrome's uh, website. It's nothing to do with me. I've, I, so I, I really wouldn't know if there are any returns or anything on that. I think unlikely. We don't, we don't get returns on my shows for some reason. Uh, sitting in my kitchen doing a jigsaw, says Pauline. I was asking somebody about jigsaws the other day. Quite fancy doing a jigsaw. And then I thought, no. My friend Lynn's got loads, apparently. Loads. Uh, my neighbours used to put their cigarettes out on the stairs in my flats. I asked them nicely not to do it. And, um, and uh, so I got told to off. So I collected the dog, ends for three months, and tipped them through their letterbox. It stopped after that, says Maureen. Very naughty. Very naughty indeed. You must think that could have turned nasty. You have to be very, very careful. Uh, loving listening to the uh, the fireworks. Amazing last night, says Cornell. I saw the pictures. They look brilliant. Jim says, snow all gone in Aberdeen, but not for long. And uh, did anybody see a huge bright green meteor shoot across the sky? Nearly fell off my bike. Says Kari. Yes, people were saying they thought it was a UFO. 
It's, well, it might have been a firework or something. People saw it and they went, oh, look, it's a UFO. It was a green light that went across the sky. I suspect it was probably a firework. But as I say, what do I know? Every time I say that no such thing as UFOs, I get inundated with people writing to me saying, well, you don't know, do you? There are stranger things out there and uh, there might be UFOs. And of course, there might be, but there isn't. Uh, so I always tell people that and that gets people very angry because they go, well, you should have an open mind. I have an open mind, very open mind. There still isn't. OK, that hasn't changed in any way, shape or form. You know, but what about crop circles? Don't exist. OK, done by students. Everybody knows that unless you're a complete idiot. You know, you can find enough sort of people to go, oh, they're made by flying saucers. They come down and say, so in other words, this flying saucer comes over a field in Wiltshire, sends down beams of light and causes a crop circle. For what reason? And the people who love crop circles will say to you, well, it's because they're sending us a message. Why don't they just send an email like everybody else? Pick up the phone and call us. Hello, we are from the planet Zog. Oh, great. Um, uh, going well? Well, we've been leaving you little messages and fields for donkey's years now. And so far you've not replied to them. Well, we can't read them, can we? Um, well, we, we sort of wanted to come and be friends with you. Well, why don't you just land in Trafalgar Square? We'll have a little chat. Pop in the studio. Go and see Steve Allen. He's got an open mind about things like that. I'd be, I'd, if somebody walked through this wall now and sat down, I'd give him an interview. You wouldn't believe it, would you, if I said that somebody had arrived in the studio and it's a shimmering shape that keeps changing. It's a shape changer or something like that. And people go, no, it isn't. And I go, yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we call Aussie boy, isn't it? Shape changer. We never know from one day to the next what shape he's going to be. But no, I'm prepared to, you know, if, if I think I can get mileage out of something, good grief, I'm going to do it. Of course I am. Absolutely. Uh, Jill in Glasgow says there's only one Steve Allen. I wish. <laughs> Quite a few, actually. Is Warren ever going to open his gardens again? I went three times, says Sally and Rice. It was fantastic. Yes, he... Well, I don't know whether he is. I don't know whether... Anne in Richmond says, are the trains running again from Richmond today? I thought the Waterloo lot were on strike. No, that was just the other day. We, we, we've checked this morning. Seems to be fine. Whether it's a Sunday service, I don't know. But, uh, no, we, we, it seems to be OK. Don't take my word for it. Check... Check first, actually. And uh, my mum is a huge fan of your show. And uh, we think she's one of your oldest listeners. No, I've got really old listeners. I've got some very old listeners. This Friday, the 5th of January, she'll be 98 and still lives alone in her own home. You're still not visiting, are you? Really? I mean, honestly, this is getting disgraceful. She's amazing and thinks your show is fantastic. She's obviously delusional. But that works, doesn't it? It works very well. You help to brighten her morning. She would love to wish you a very happy new year. Just send money. And she hopes the cough doesn't return. I hope the cough doesn't return as well. Um, Warren says he might, probably next year. Probably next year. So um, that's when he'll open his garden again. Nice thing, isn't it? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Oh, I'm just watching somebody cooking chips on the television. <laughs> oh, would you give up meat for the new year? That'll be the question that's going to be asked today. Yes, it's, it's V V January, they call it. Veganuary. So people want to... Why would you want to give up meat? What is this obsession with giving up meat? Why not? Good for you. Good for you. Sort of, I suppose. I don't know. Sausages, you know, proper meat. I don't know. There's always going to be... So, you know, people are asking the question, would you give up meat for January? Most people said no. Why would you bother? You know, you can eat You can eat all sorts of food. And people do, do like it. It's my friend Michael's birthday today. And I would have gone out for dinner. But I thought it was lunch I was going to. Because I'd said to them... Uh, they said, oh, you, you're free on the Monday. I said, yes, it is Monday, isn't it? And, um, and I thought, I said, because I finish at 10, so I can get back plenty of time. And then Kasha said, my hairdresser, 
said that it was booked for seven o'clock this evening. I said, oh, I can't do seven o'clock. I'm in bed because I'm getting up at one o'clock in the morning. There's no way I could eat Chinese food and come home and go to bed. I thought it was lunchtime. So I can wish Michael a very happy birthday. He'll be uh, fine with that. And I know that uh, Pat and Brian Cooper are out there as well this morning. They said, thank you for the hours of laughter. I hope you're both well. And uh, my God, we've had a, a rough year, haven't we, Brian? A rough year. You've had worse than most, but I'm glad to to say that things look uh, good and uh, helps everybody lucky enough to have found LBC. So Pat and Brian Cooper, that's the that's the, the parents of, of Paul Cooper. So there you go. And I know that they listen to the programme. So happy new year to the both of you. Uh, Carrie says there's no way it was a firework. This thing was a huge circular, intensely bright green light with a tail. All right. It was a firework with a tail. What are you saying? You know, are you saying it's a flying saucer? You know. Have we been invaded? Have we got... Hello. You know, are we... No, we're not. It's a, it'll be a firework or something like that. Or just... Or failing that, it'll be a plane. Or it could be all sorts of things, but it's not a flying saucer, OK, from another planet. You know, just to kind of dispense with, with that one. I know people want to be, uh, you know, impressed by flying saucers and little green men from outer space, but I promise you, it's not going to happen. It's not like in E.T. where in the middle of the forest... You know, and it lands and this thing, and then it takes da, da 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 da, and it takes off, and we all go, oh, it's E G E T phone home, and it's it's not like that. I'm sorry, but uh, it's ridiculous. You know, but it's nice to believe in. So if you want to believe in it, that's great, and you can probably find loads of like-minded people on the internet. That's not difficult to find. Loads of other Looney Tunes who are out there going, yeah, we're going out to visit crop circles and take pictures. It's students. I'm telling you, it's done on graph, but that's why they, that's why they're cleverly done. And people say, they're far too complicated to be students. No, believe you me, students are very clever. On graph paper, they've done it and they know what it's, you know, what more can I say? Even if people saw the students making it, and one of these days, and I'm hoping that most of the students have filmed themselves, so they can eventually go, listen, here is us making it. And there'll still be people going, I don't think you did. Because people want to believe, don't they? And uh, Happy New Year to, uh, to David Emmanuel. Uh, which is quite nice. We like that. Thank you very much indeed. We got a bit worried about you where you were for the uh, for the festive season, but uh, he's he's back with us again. So that's that's very nice. We like that because David came in as you know for an in conversation. Actually, do you know we had some cracking guests last year? We really did. I think we've had one of the best years that we've had for for celebrity guests, which uh, very happy with, very happy, and uh, and Paul as well who retweeted me and. Uh, and uh, somebody says, here, Catherine in Cheltenham says, my New Year resolution is eat what you want, drink what you want and have some fun. It works. David Emmanuel says, do you need me to go through your wardrobe before Wednesday? I need you looking sharp. You're not going, are you? Tell me you're not going, David, please. You need me to go through. Listen, it doesn't take long to go through my wardrobe. You just open a bag in the corner and it'll do or something like that. <laughs> if David Manuel goes there, you'll be besieging him, I can tell. Uh, Anne in Richmond says, wonderful show as always. Thank you. Junior in Glasgow. Have a great new year. David and Tracy think that I brighten their mornings, which is lovely. And... Uh, uh, Cornell says reality stars who take part in these shows shouldn't be in it because they don't go, they don't put their all in and get rid of these reality shows like the X Factor. See, I can I can cope with with X Factor and stuff like that. Philip in Bournemouth says an unidentified flying object is just that. It doesn't have to be extraterrestrial, which is quite likely quite unlikely to be. Yes, that's what it's it's an unidentified flying object is exactly that. They don't know what it is. It doesn't identify itself until they've probably taken a close up picture. It could be a drone. 
And I know you think that's a bit ridiculous, but a friend of mine's got one. They sell one in Costco at the moment. It's £1,000. And it was the one that we had on Christmas Day. But a friend of mine got his for 600 And this thing can go seven kilometres. Seven kilometres away from you standing there with the control panel. And because it's got cameras on it, you can see where it's going. And it goes up vertically. It's like something out of a film. It's uh, quite amazing. Quite amazing. Amazing. Uh, Annie in Richmond, a wonderful show. Charles in Surbiton, reassuring to hear your voice at this time of day. Thank you. Uh, listening to you from a ski resort. Visiting my son, who's a snowboard instructor for the season. So glad I downloaded the LBC app. Although very odd, listening to you in the evening. Yes, Janice and Antonia, listening uh, to our favourite pastime. Best start to the day in the year. Thank you very much indeed. It's always quite nice, isn't it? And I haven't made any New Year resolutions. I just don't want to be ill. <laughs> and uh, Angela in Bexley Heath says, how lovely to uh, to wake up with you on my birthday. Very happy. Well, many happy returns of the day. And Anastasia says, I've met David Emmanuel. I had a dress made. Well, you're very, very lucky then. Very, very lucky. Because uh, he's he's much sought after. He whizzes around the world, as you all know. Uh, Happy New Year. My friend told me she saw a 50-inch television for sale for £199 in a supermarket before Christmas. When she went in last Friday, uh, it was it was displayed at the front of the store for £299. She queried it and was told the TVs were reduced for Christmas. Yeah, this is this is what they found when. Uh, which magazine did a survey and discovered that not all the bargains were were as good as you thought they were going to be. That that was the big that was the big problem, I think. And uh, so then the, I think Argos had loads of price in the catalogues. It turned out a few months ago they were cheaper than they were selling them now. And and they just go, well, that was the time we had a special offer on and everything else. Now, whether or not you, you take up the bargains or whether you buy into sales, I don't know. I always think I don't need it. But I've heard interviews on LBC of people saying, oh, yeah, you know, it's a bargain. We, we got this perfume at this price and we saved a lot of money. But did you really? Did you really? I'm not too sure. But I'm sure that you will be going to the sales, you know, over the next few days. Or well, if nothing else, you'll go and have a look and just see if there's any. But there's nothing I need. There's seriously nothing I need. I can't think of anything at all that I really want in a sale. I've got towels. I've got, you know, the sort of things you would go out to a sale for. I tend not to buy clothes in sale. Well, I tend not to buy clothes full stop. <laughs> Steve, my next but one neighbours let off their uh, fireworks 11.30 last night, all over by 11.45. Does that mean they get a longer 2018, says Joan? No, oh, that means they've got a lot of fireworks, I should imagine. 15 minutes, they only did 12 in London. But people came down there and people, people enjoyed them. And that's what it's about, isn't it? It's about enjoyment on New Year's Eve. It doesn't matter if you go out and you want to get completely slaughtered and then stagger home because you think you've had a good time. The rest of us who are stone-cold sober are going, well, you know, you might not have had a, a good time. You spent a lot of money. Most people I know were going out for, for dinner. My friends uh, up in uh, Manchester and Leeds, uh, Danny and Jordan, were going out for dinner with their respective girlfriends and then going back to Danny's house because you don't want to do, you know, you don't want to be sort of out with the crowds on the street unless you're working, you know, which is which is different. I've got lots of friends in the business who are working over uh, over New Year's Eve, and it's a good time to make some money. Frankly, I'd quite like putting my feet up and falling asleep in front of the telly. That's my idea of bliss now. But there again, that's an old thing, isn't it? You you, you start falling asleep in front of the telly. <laughs> I remember saying to my dad years ago, Dad, you're a, you're asleep. No, 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 no. Used to deny emphatically he'd gone to sleep. Just resting my eyes. I go, no, you definitely went to sleep. Definitely went to sleep. Listen, thank you so much for your uh, for your company uh, today. Uh, very grateful for that. 
and um, and the in conversation with Jamie Oliver isn't available at the moment. It will be. It will be uh, later this week. So just bear with us, OK? We've got some problems uploading little bits and pieces, but that will be happening. All the in-conversations you heard over Christmas, which ran for last year and then came back because we thought they were good enough to repeat, will be available very, very shortly to you. So uh, so that's your uh, that's your Christmas. The Jamie Oliver one's a cracking interview. Well, I thought it was a cracking interview anyway. I thought it was really good. So uh, you will be able to uh, to download that one, but not till a little bit later in the week. I'm back with you tomorrow morning, and uh, we're at the usual time which is four till seven. So you might have to readjust for the spike again. Don't want to miss out on the spike, do we? So I wish you a pleasant day today. If you don't have to do anything, don't do anything. Rest. If you've had your week off and you're getting ready to go to work, get your clothes out, all the bits and pieces, you'll love it. You'll absolutely love it. You'll be getting back into work. It's only a short week, but I will be here tomorrow morning. There's a whole raft of people to listen to on LBC today. And there is another reason to download the LBC iPhone app. Because as well as listening to LBC wherever you are, and I mean wherever you are, you can now listen back to this and all of our other programmes from the last week for free on the new catch-up feature. All you do is download the new LBC iPhone app, click on catch-up at the bottom. It's as simple as that. Thank you for your company this morning. Always very grateful. Looking forward to talking to you tomorrow. At one o'clock today, it's John Stapleton. But right now on LBC, it's Ian Payne. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Saturday and Sunday from 5am.